Let's go down the ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode. And is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Wrestling fans, and welcome back to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, here for episode number 129. It is Monday, May 13th, 2019, and we are here to start your week off right by romping you through the world of retro wrestling. As always, I'm Joe Morata, alongside the soon-to-be birthday boy, Michael Quinn. How you doing, Michael? Howdy, diddy. Two days from now, Michael, you're going to be turning the big 3-3. What are your thoughts on that? How do you um, feel? That's that's a day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's a day. I, I was born. A rather nondescript birthday, honestly. When I turned 33, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm still in my 30s. You know what are you going to do? It exists. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally. That, that's how I feel about a lot of things, but especially with this. Especially with this. But folks, thank you for existing with us here as we're going to romp you through the world of retro wrestling. Some great topics in store for you, as always. If you haven't yet, follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast, and you can also email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That is vppodcast at gmail.com but Quinn the best place if you want to interact with me and you and a bunch of other retro wrestling fanatics is over on Facebook over at facebook.fanatics slash face yes it's a great site that um, it has a search bar you yes it does yeah this technology um, we talk about it every week it has an app we're always amazed every week at the search tech um, <laughs> they've really got great search tech in that search tech you can type our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast and then you'll see the group pop up click join the the tubes and the gores and the and the friends and operators standing by stand by no CODs and you're in Kaflui um, always with the Kaflui yep we approve um, you every time with Kaflui <laughs> there's a lot of Kaflui over there um, and then you're in and then you can post gifs uh, gifs and questions and text comments and concerns <laughs> compliments um, compliments complaints. um Video links. Yes, video links. Um, that's a that's a thing. We got more traffic than downtown Des Moines. But anyway, folks, if you want to get in on that, you can go to our Facebook group. You can talk about the old wrestling. And what we try to do is promote a very fun environment where everyone is welcome, whether you've been a wrestling fan for a long time or maybe just a few years. Maybe you just like one promotion or you like all of the wrestling. Come on. Come on. Come on already. Go over to Facebook and join the group. Our Vantage Point Facebook group. The Iowa of Facebook. <laughs> And later on, we'll have some more information. But if you do want to support the show, you can donate if you want to at patreon.com slash OVP podcast. This is not a beg for money type of campaign here. It's not step toe and son, Quinn. <laughs> Always step toe. They're so mysterious. Uh, it's we should review an episode of Steptoe and Son eventually. I'm fine with Patreon that. Patreon reward. <laughs> but Quinn, all season long here, as we're winding down, actually, next week will be the finale. We've been doing a segment called From a Star to a Jobber. Do you want to very briefly explain the essence of that segment? Well, sometimes you win. And sometimes you lose. And this is if you win before you lose. Okay. So. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Basically, you had a good career. You had a good push. Maybe you won a belt or something like that. And within a short amount of time, all of that's gone and you're mainly losing, right? Yeah, you're like Tony Atlas or Yeah, whatever. okay. There yeah. you go. So we've done people like the Renegade. We've done uh, Barry Darso. We've talked about Glacier last week was remember a big him? one. Yeah. Hey, remember and he lived in like weird Sub-Zero land yeah. or whatever? In Earth Realm. Uh, yeah, Earth Realm. <laughs> yes. yes. But, I like how you called him the Sub-Zero of Mortal Kombat 3 because he didn't have a man. 
mask. It's true. I forgot about that. It's true. But this week, folks, we're talking about the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, the Honky Donkey Man. So you might say, well, he had a really good run, and I don't remember him being that shitty. Well, Well, you don't remember the last year or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, too. WF, and then when he went to WCW. Oh, God. It was horrible. So without getting into the entire history of the Honky Tonk Man, here's the brief arc uh, and the downfall of the Honky Tonk Man. He comes in in the late summer, early fall of 86. He has suspenders. He's a big face. He's a face. So first of all, Ray uh, Ferris here. Roy Ferris, Wayne Ferris, whatever Whatever. it is. Ferris Bueller. Roy Wayne Ferris. Yeah. Wayne Ferris. Not Roy. Just Wayne. You fart muffin. Who the hell is Roy? Uh, He comes in as an I don't know if he's an Elvis imposter. You always question this. He's because he doesn't act like Elvis. He doesn't talk like Elvis. What are you talking about? He, he, he sa- sounds exactly nothing. He sounds nothing like Elvis. Elvis is like, thank you very much. And Hong Kong's man, ha! My heart's beating rhythm and my soul keeps singing the blues. And my temperature's riding the jukebox is blowing a fuse. He's got the hair. He's, from he's the south. not Elvis. He's got a colonel. He does have a colonel. I, he's got all this stuff. I don't know what your problem is. He comes in and he's supposed to be a big happy face, you know. And that's he has gonna suspenders be... <laughs> and his yes. hunky donkey tights. And he's, you know, he does this vote of confidence after a few months because the fans are like, "What is this shit?" I think that's literally WF. Like, we don't know what to make. You decide. It was basically it was engineered. Your own adventure. <laughs> it was basically engineered to turn him heel. Now, okay. what if it didn't? What if they were like, we like Honky Tonk Man? Like, <laughs> no. They just keep him a face? <laughs> no one liked Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, what if it backfired? What if it was like a close vote kind of thing? Like, it was like 50-50. You know it was rigged, Quinn. You know they never do legitimate votes. It's always to get people on a mailing list and shit like <laughs> well, that. Well, that's true. They get well, Matilda. British Bulldog socks <laughs> or whatever they want to do. Get well, Hulk. You know, yeah. all that is just to get you on their list. Anyway... He turns heel in late 86 and uh, throughout 1987 starts to get on the rise, beats Jake Roberts at WrestleMania 3, had that feud where he hit him with a guitar and all yeah. that. Got Jimmy Hart with him as his manager, the Colonel. They want to hear it's all right, honky tonk mama. What? What? They want to hear that's all right, honky tonk mama. Elvis never said that. Uh, and then, of course, he defeats the new Intercontinental Champion. This was shitty, by the way. <laughs> Ricky Steamboat. After that big, great match, you think, oh, Ricky Steamboat is going to be the champion for like a year. Maybe he'll get dethroned at WrestleMania 4 or no. he'll be in good matches all year. Yeah, him and Bonnie had that little dragon and he wanted some time off. Uh, so yeah. Vic McMahon said, all right, Honky, you beat him. So Honky Dumpily pins him on superstars. Honky Dog Man scoop. He's in the ropes. Wait a minute. Such June shit. of eighty seven, uh, but he's such a good heel because, like, that's why it's shit. I right? mean, honestly, that's what made him a good heel. That victory, Let's hear he it. could live off that victory forever. But that's because it's so shitty, man. It's here's a guy that everyone universally loves. He just won the title. He's yeah. like, he's in this position where he's not supposed to lose right now. Like, no, he, he's one of the hottest things. This they is have. supposed to be his. Big fucking run. He's the Intercontinental Champion, and he just loses in like a month. (laughs) On Superstars in like three minutes. It's so bad. So Honky Tonk Man now kicks off what many people, and we'll find out next season where he ranks, because that'll be a subject of the Royal Rankings, what many people term, including himself, the greatest Intercontinental Championship run of all time. Now, I always consider that tongue-in-cheek. I don't consider it real, because- A lot of people do, Quinn. I think it's bullshit because that was his like moniker just because yes. he had it for a long time. Correct. Like by that token, like what is Dean Ambrose the best U.S. champion <laughs> of all time? He never even defended. Remember it. that? Yeah. So Honky, the whole gimmick with him, and this was brilliant, is people hated him so much. I mean, you got to think about this. 
you got this asshole in an Elvis costume, and not even good Elvis, like seventies Elvis, right in the, the jumpsuit. Fat, yeah, like that version. Elvis, <laughs> yeah. or without, like literally, <laughs> toilet Elvis costume. It's real. <laughs> and the dude can't play guitar. Like no. anytime he strums, it's not a chord. It's well, just like bang. Wide right, baby. <laughs> Look. So he doesn't I fucking sing like well that because honestly, that's like literally what Elias's gimmick is, and I'm I've always been a defender of that. But Elias can actually play. Oh. Okay. Funky was not a musician at all. He uh, well, literally yeah. could not play. Like, he could play as good as Greg Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's real. At least he could pantomime better than Greg Valentine. That's true. Greg Valentine didn't look like he was even trying. No. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So the whole gimmick, though, is that you have this asshole that, like, fatted his way into the IC title. And everyone... No, he's not fat. He, like, break. he gutted his way into it. He flabbed his way into Beer it. Okay. His he Richard Simmons his way okay. into it. And everyone wants him to lose it and he just never does like all of the rest of 87 and all of 88 so he stops brutus beefcake from becoming the new champion what a package or whatever right, package what a, he backstroked Sorry. and all that up the mississippi remember shake rattle and roll i don't care if i have to backstroke up the mississippi Woo! did he beat anybody else notable not on pay-per-view but on the house show loop i mean he beat he beat he had a few but savage and savage could never win the title from him so that savage thing though that was more like to kill time until he turned face i always felt well, yeah, basically, Savage picked a fight with him and vice versa. Cause but Honky, they were both heels at, at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, but it but was yeah. designed to, I think, turn Savage face a bit. Right, it's like, let Honky get these cheap victories right. like, that aren't real victories. And he would barely escape, you know, by DQ usually or count out and keep mm-hmm. the title. Until finally, we all know what happened. The Ultimate Warrior beats him as a mystery opponent at SummerSlam 88. Now, why? Okay, just in a kayfabe perspective. Sure. Hunky Dunky, right? He could get away with anything. He ne- like it's oh, he's always bullshit his way out. Like, yep. why is the warrior able to beat him in like four fucking seconds with like no resistance or no running away or anything? I think there's a few things. It was the surprise factor. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that Honky is like a big puss deep down. It's just that like, right. but he prepares himself of how he's gonna crap his way out of matches, right? And he didn't get his jumpsuit off. Right, okay. And that could be very inhibiting. And he got caught by surprise because he wasn't expecting an ultimate Correct. warrior to he had, come out. He, he had he, prepared for beefcake the right. whole time, you new know. Champion. <laughs> the package. New champion. Yeah. Brutus, this is incredible. What a package. Where do you buy these clothes? Where do you get something like this? I don't know! And that's it for Honky's main run ever. Like, after SummerSlam 88, he literally becomes... In the kindest way possible, enhancement talent. In maybe yeah, the best I mean, way, but he really is a jobber and he so here's the thing. He tag teams with the Greg Valentine man over yes. there. The guy takes fifteen minutes to get warmed up or whatever. Yeah, first they're just like themselves and eventually they become rhythm and blues. But they're like the jobber tag team. Like they're oh, the, yeah, they don't win they're the gatekeeper team, the team that always loses to like the rising people. Yeah. They they're like not, take the spot of the Bolsheviks or something like that. They're yeah, on that seriously. level. Yeah, I feel like they feud with uh, the Bushwhackers like incessantly throughout nineteen ninety. Ugh. And that's the thing with Honky. He he still had the high-profile name, right? right? He was still the Honky Tonk Man, did the same shtick. So this is what I don't get But he never it. won. He should have had him, like, kick some ass on Superstars, and then at pay-per-views, like, lose to a guy that was about to fight for the Intercontinental title or something. But did that even happen, really? No. <laughs> he was just a loser. He never won ever. He like, really he didn't, stunk. right? <laughs> and then he became a commentator as 90 wound down. What remember was that? that about? <laughs> he also, remember, he's like at WrestleMania 6 and they don't even wrestle. It's just like, oh, I got a Cadillac. Uh, here's the <laughs> Honkettes. Here's and, DDP. And here's a little girl that doesn't know the name of my song. <laughs> hunka, and like, hunka, hunka, hunka. The best of theatrics and whatever. <laughs> it's all shit. They're all Elvis. Greg you know, Valentine, everyone's Elvis. Black hair. 
Yeah, that's the other thing. He brings down Greg Valentine. He this, does. By the way, like, can we just mention that? So, Greg Valentine, he joins this thing, right? And he's coming off kind of like. I don't know, like a decent feud against rugged Ronnie Garvin, right? It's really not that bad. Right. It's like okay for like yes. 1989. Like it, it's, it's, you know, okay. it's a solid like mid card, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. He gets done with that shit, right? And you think, okay, well, you know, who's next for the hammer boy here? <laughs> and no, I'll just become honky tonk stooge and over not, here. And play like guitar even worse than honky somehow. Right. You know, it and, was shitty. And he couldn't sing either. Yeah. That's probably on purpose though, right? Like they knew Valentine right. wasn't the well, guy for no, that. That was on purpose but for some reason i always got the impression as a kid that like honky was supposed to be good or something but he wasn't yeah that's the idea right yeah so here's the thing with honky tonk man yes he would go to wcw and he'd do the indies the same shtick right and ladies and gentlemen his opponent he's from honky land usa he weighs 245 pounds honky tonk man WCW had him for a couple of months, and he got into some kind of dispute with Bischoff. I can't remember about Didn't he money. Think he was supposed to get like Hogan money or something. <laughs> I don't know. He's honky tonk man. <laughs> Did they look at the last couple years of him? Like he was horrible. And then anytime he came back in WF, starting in late '96 throughout '97, he was a very annoying presence. <laughs> so. Does he ever wrestle in that like jumpsuit phase where he's never not in the jumpsuit? The raw jumpsuit, I call it, because it's oh, the black. black one. Yeah, he wrestles at Rumble '98, and he's like a face. He has like the Andre singlet on. What? Or like the King Excuse singlet? Excuse me, well, I don't remember that. He might not be a face, but I think people might cheer him anyway. He's not. How he's old in the '98 Rumble. At that point. He can't be that old. Forty-six. I don't know. Forty-five. Like, okay, I always say this about wrestlers because it's it is a weird like. I guess sport or something. It's like when you're in your 40s, you're not exactly like finished. No, no, like, no, no. You're, you're like, not. You're like you're okay. Like yeah, you're you, still fine. You're in your pretty 40s, like usually. you're fine, right? Yeah. Once it's you when get, you hit 50, yeah. that's kind, that's like how baseball when you hit 40 and in, in wrestling you hit 50, you're done. I think that's fair. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about the honky here, Quinn. Uh, this was just a brief summation. We've talked about him in detail. You can check the Hall of Fame bite. So he loses the title to Warrior at mm-hmm. SummerSlam '88. Yeah. Has a couple of rematches and then that's it. Right. What could they or should they have realistically done anything with them to keep him high profile or was his run just over? Well, okay. So the first thing that you usually do in this specific case yeah. when somebody had a big long intercontinental title run, the longest. you move them to the world title ranks like almost immediately that's just true. to like fight like just you know, <laughs> even if they're not going to win. Like you just that's the that's like the default like the courtesy you, almost. Yeah, like, you're just like okay, he's got he's got to go fight the world champion lose and then like do nothing. And he might have fought Hogan. I don't know, did he? He might have once. Now, is this the way you're going to go after Hulk Hogan and the World Wrestling Federation title? Or are you going to utilize Mean Gene, your- Mean Gene, please. Don't be cruel. Did he fight Randy Savage, though? After SummerSlam? Because that's the thing. is After he lost so. the title, right? Wouldn't it, the logical thing is now Savage is world champion, so shouldn't he fight Hunky Dunky? Because they fought and Savage never really got his win. Hmm. Isn't that if- the most like logical yeah. like next step? You know what? That's a good question. Because they did it with Rick Rude, because he lost the Intercontinental title to Warrior. Warrior beat Hogan, and yep. then it was like, well, you know, he beat Warrior, so yeah, right, right. why not have him fight him when he's the world champion and see who wins? Yeah, that's a good question, Quinn. Why did know. they never do that? I don't know. So, could they have done anything better with him? That's what think? they should have done. But after that, I mean, what, is he going to win the world title? So he's he not going to win anything, I is he? I think they could have. I think he was done. Honestly, I think they could have, after that long-ass run. It was long. They, they could have had, like, a decent, maybe 
three-month house show run of Hunky Dunky going for the world title and maybe had it on, like, Saturday Night's main event to, like, settle it. You think so? Yeah, because it was the win that Savage could never get because of DQ and all this bullshit. <laughs> True. What they should have done is they, they should have done the same thing over again, but this time because Savage is the champion, and it's in reverse. Yeah. So Honky can't win on DQ, but he keeps getting these, like, cheap count-out wins over Macho Man and all this bullshit. You'd put him over like, Macho, huh? Just just like the shitty ways, the same way, and it's always like Savage just like, like I can't like grab this, like fucking beat his ass, be, and maybe have like a no count-out match or no DQ, something or other, and it's like Savage just beats the fuck out of him. <laughs> like, And that's like how they settle it. Elbow drop, you're dead, you, you lose in the ring, and definitively done. But then where do you go from there? I mean, that's pretty much it, right? Well, I think yeah, he was that, done. Th- who knows what he would have been able to do, though, after a credible world title, you know, fight with Savage, like where he didn't win, but he, maybe you know, it could have like bolstered his reputation going forward. Do you think his gimmick was a hindrance to ever being anything more serious than what he had been? I don't think that's a so. Doofy gimmick. No, when- I don't think so, because, again, it gets heel heat. It's he's, it's the, true. It honestly, does. The proof is that you fucking like legitimately hated yes. him for a very long time until I finally realized like, you why figured it out. Like, yes. that's literally that's his the, his job. That's like what he's trying to do. So the, to me, his gimmick was perfectly tailor made for that era. Like even going into like ninety ninety one, like I think he could have like you have him just be so fucking annoying that that that's his run. But you you don't think he there had been enough honky by nineteen ninety. I don't think so because really, I mean, you would have had more honk. Think about it; it's not like he was he was kicking around since like 1984 or something. He True, was, he start he was got big in like 87. Right? Yes, 87. Like that to me should have taken him to 90, 91, like as something. Not this shitty tag wrestler after like a year's run. But at the expense of whom? Because there's only so many spots. You know, that's the one only thing. So many spots, but there were so many guys working there like have a feud with duggan or something i don't know <laughs> duggan like, yeah yeah like <laughs> seriously he did feud with dusty at SummerSlam yeah. 89 that was okay yeah overall i think the thing with the honky tonk man is i actually think his career went the way it should have believe it or not normally i don't normally i think all right they could have done more i think that was it i think after over a year of the intercontinental champion that's it fuck it get the hell out of here i disagree lose, lose, i think lose. a guy that Boo. that good no at, like, that good at pissing people off. That mm. that's a guy you always want on your like so like really fucking with one of your faces. He is a heat machine. Like look at him. Like seriously, look at <laughs> he him. He is. If you take one more look at this guy again, the jumpsuit, flabby, doesn't yeah. do dick in the ring. The stupid. You have hair. Him get cheap fucking victories over like Duggan or some shit like that. Like people are going to be like, man, I really want to see that hacksaw like beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I guess you're I, right. That's like that's like what you just keep. Re- doing it just no titles involved so you'd say he's like an all-time late 80s early 90s heel I, right yeah, i think the he's like a really good heel like he i is. think and he's creative for the time because remember this is before like the elias like oh yeah gimmick or whatever and this is generally before cool heels right like, there's nothing cool about honky tonk no, man supposed to not be cool <laughs> he's supposed he's to be aggravating a guy from the 50s like how uncool could he possibly be <laughs> and the worst version of the guy from yeah, the 50s too right. toilet version although i still don't think he's a good elvis impersonator well, he sounds nothing it, like him or looks kind of like the him. Point, right? I don't know because he, he also he's shitty at everything he does. But he calls Elvis the imposter. <laughs> I don't get it, Joe. 
you being so mad right now is the fucking point. Like, I know, I know. You're, you're right. Saying, I you're get like sucked in every time. It. I can't. How is he? It, just by like your reaction, he's literally up there with like Rick Rude. Like as far as the like the Roddy the, Piper the, the, and like guttural. Yeah. Like you fucking hate this guy. Like he's just like you're right. He, he's Rick Rude's yelling. I'm gonna take your girlfriend. Honky Tonk's just annoying the shit out of you with crappy imitation right, right. music. Like, it's like it's it's the same. Like you can use that at any time. You're right, Quinn. Well, folks, let us know what you think of the Honky Tonk Man. How his WWF career specifically went? Should uh, they have done more with him after losing the Intercontinental title? Or did it go the way it should have? Tell us what you think. You can do that by reaching us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us or join the group. But, Quinn, when we come back, it is time to do one last flush of the septic tank of the worst WrestleManias of all time. When we come back, folks, it is the final Royal Flush of WrestleManias right after this. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, here on episode number 129, May the 13th, 2019. Quinn, before we get to the final Royal Flush, I want to remind you guys of a couple of things here. First of all, like we mentioned at the top of the show, if and only if you want to donate and support our show, you can go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. We have three rewards tiers there, two, three, and five dollars. That's all it is, Quinn. Yeah. It's really easy to understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a good thing. It's not a chunk of, not we, a big chunk of change. We give you a lot of content, though. We do. For two dollars, you get every week the raw video, the making of every single Monday episode that you're listening to right now. Uh, for three dollars, not only do you get the raw video, mm-hmm. you also get bi-weekly 1982 WWF watch-alongs with Quinn and myself. Those are fun. That watch-alongs? That's what I'm calling we, we it right now. Live review. Live so. review. Same yeah. thing, right? We're right. watching the thing. You're watching it with us. It's fun right. time, Correct. right? And then, for five bucks, you get all that stuff we just mentioned, and every month you get the WWF pay-per-view review. We're doing every single pay-per-view in order. We have just done WrestleMania 2 for April. Very soon, you watch for it. It'll be coming out the big event this month. Right. Also, these are only audio. These are the audio. Those are audio. Pod- this is kind of like this podcast. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. but it's actually a pay-per-view full review. So this month will be the big event, and then next month, Quinn, the big one, WrestleMania 3 will be on the wow. June Now we're, we're heading into actual good paper. Yes, finally. It's Amazing. been a bit. So that's patreon.com slash OVP podcast if you want to donate. And I also want to remind you, 
Uh, we have a couple of other things coming up. On our Facebook group, if you're a member there, we are looking for your top 10 and bottom 10 intercontinental champions of all time. So you can post those. Go to our Facebook group. Join the group if you haven't yet. You can post your top 10 and bottom 10 intercontinental champions. That'll be used for next season's Royal Rankings. And in addition... Our new segment next season, a couple episodes from now, we want your feedback. We want questions from you. It's going to be, should they have done X? So go to our Facebook group. Check it out. You can be a part of next season's fun. But Quinn, this season, we've been doing the Royal Rankings and the Royal Flush of WrestleManias. Yes, we have. We've gone through a ton of WrestleManias, folks. And what we did is we wanted your votes. We had your top 10 and bottom 10 WrestleManias. We put them all into separate tanks, the best and the worst. And every week we've been pulling out two at random. Now, this week is the flush, Quinn, which, of course, is the worst of the WrestleManias. I, I think you had a Freudian slip there. You said two separate tanks. Yes, like I did. Flushing. I did on purpose, yeah. actually. Whoa. Not too Freud. Wasn't a lot of Freud not, involved not in that Freud. slip. That was an intentional? Yeah, it was an intentional. It was a Freudian? It was a single entendre. Uh-huh. Uh, so, let me run down for you folks right now. The scientific, organic, non-GMO certified by the USDA. It's totally scientific. <laughs> totally. Here are the current worst WrestleManias. At number one, Quinn, it's WrestleMania Pooh. WrestleMania yeah. 2. WrestleMania Poo, home yeah. of the poo. Yes. Wrestle- <laughs> number two is WrestleMania 30 poo. Wow, 30 poo. So much poo. A lot of poo. Yeah. Uh, number three is WrestleMania 15, which, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty bad. Number four with an asterisk, Quinn, is WrestleMania 12, right. sharing sharing it with number five, WrestleMania 9. You so, want to explain the asterisk? Basically, we couldn't decide which one was worse or yeah. better so they're they're the same so basically if you rise above one of them you rise above the other one also exactly like, it's, it's they're locked together they're locked together yeah number six is wrestlemania four pains me to say it but it really you know objectively doesn't have a lot of great stuff I mean, that's a high I love it, that's though. technically a high range <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty high number seven is wrestlemania 13 because it's got that great brett austin match it's literally that keeps the only it. thing keeping it where it is yep and number eight bringing up the bottom here is wrestlemania 2000 which, which is Better than we thought. Yeah, it honestly is. When we look back at it, we went through the whole list there. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. So those are the eight. This week, we finalized the list. It's the final two entries into the Royal Flush. So without any further ado, let's all go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal... And now, WrestleMania 11... Uh-oh. Bart Gunn meets Tough Man winner and IBA Super Heavyweight Champion Butterbean. The timekeeper, Herb. And check this out, Jerry the King Lawler. Now, reality has just set in for Michael Cole here at WrestleMania. The wild man, Mark Morrow, ladies and gentlemen. Not sure those outfits are legal either, Jess. Buddhist, this is incredible. What a package. It's the Royal Flush, week five, the final flush, Quinn. The final flush. You can hear those toilets cranking away in the background. They're getting ready to flush. Two more WrestleManias down the crapper, Quinn. Here we go. We've we're, got, we're finally flushing all of them. We're it's finally. It's loud over It, it is. Really, whoa. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Oh, whoa. Okay. So, folks, we've run down the worst WrestleManias thus far. There are two more that might be conspicuous by their absences thus far. Why don't we all find out now who drew number nine? Five, four, three, two, 
When the rock says wrestle, the people will say mania. Wrestle! Wrestle! Well, Quinn, this is also known as The Rocks All Over This Fucking Show. Uh, WrestleMania 27. This show sucks. <laughs> it got a lot of votes, now, too, for worse. Okay, now I forgot that I even watched this, so I had to, like, watch some of it. Just, just to, to refresh yourself? Just yeah, to, like, same. what the fuck happened here? Because you know how the WrestleManias later on, they all kind of blend together? Yes. I'll say this. The only reason I realized that I watched this when I was rewatching it was because I saw the Snooki thing, and I was like, oh, oh God, I remember yeah. that. Like, <laughs> So, folks, this is uh, WrestleMania 27, which is in April of 2011, which was right before the Pipe Bomb era. Right. Right before the summer where Punk Thank started God, to heat up. that happened because the way this was going... This is a bit of a dull time for the WWF's product. 2010 into 11 is not good. I always say, like, after 08 to the Summer of Punk to 2011, that yeah. was, like, kind of like a weird... It's like, a lull. It's kind of like the new generation of... What is this? The rage-induced? What do they call it? Rage-induced what era? Is, what is it? Ruthless aggression, ruthless I guess? Aggression, is that what it's called? Yeah, I guess this so. This is the new generation oh, of, the, of that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So it wasn't something that I was particularly excited about. Uh, it was from the Georgia Dome, which was a big deal, about 70000 on hand. Now, I seem to remember people at the time were like, this is going to be like the WCW Hall of Fame version or whatever, because they're yeah, in Atlanta. I, I don't know if it was, though. Now, it, this isn't the same place where Goldberg Yeah, the, the Georgia Dome. Wow, this yes. is it? Yes, there's way, only one. It looks way bigger in, at this show. WF doing it. Yeah. The big selling point here, besides the wrestling matches, Quinn, is that for the first time, we're going to have a host of WrestleMania. Or maybe, I don't know if it was the first. Gorilla Monsoon right. technically hosted nine. Obviously, the other <laughs> selling point being Snooki. Yeah, of course. Snooki yeah. Jersey Shore was a big deal for yeah. God knows what reason during well, that period of time. It. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm proud of that Grenade fact. Grenade whistle, yeah, all of that <laughs> Shut stuff. up. Yeah. T-shirt time. T-shirt time. All these, <laughs> these catchphrases. Jim <laughs> Tan Laundry. So, I got the grenade horn in the house that lets Seaside know when grenades are present at the Jersey Shore house. When there's some grenades or some beast president we got the grenade whistle so the rock was coming back and he was gonna host it whatever that means and now that started that tradition really of there always being a fucking host of wrestlemania i don't get the whole host i don't thing. it's not needed like what, is are it they, needed? what do they do <laughs> they like, don't that's the whole thing, the thing is, is they that, don't the thing is that they vaguely have power they always they, they always say that like they're like we can just make matches <laughs> yeah, like, we, in the middle of fucking WrestleMania, <laughs> yeah, the show that's been booked for weeks. Like, Gorilla Monsoon would be will you stopping in his grave yeah, if he could seriously. find out about this. But anyway, let's get to the card here. There were two dark matches, pre-show matches, whatever they were. the uh, The first one, Sheamus, who is the U.S. champion now, right, uh, versus Daniel Bryan, right, ended so, in a no contest. So this happened. The, the year last, earlier, didn't but it? But was for the world title or the heavy world heavyweight yeah, the, big gold WCW the, belt. The heavy world title. Yeah. No, sorry. The year after this is when Sheamus beat him. Oh, I in I'm thirty sorry. seconds. Yeah, excuse me. Not that the was, year before. That was a shame. Yeah, that was a shame. I didn't realize they did it two years in a row. Unfortunately, that's unfortunate. Uh, and then the great Kali <laughs> won a battle royal, last eliminating Sheamus. Wait, excuse me. I don't know like, why. What? Why was Sheamus in? The, he was just in the last match. Don't ask me why, Quinn. That was the undercard there, the pre-show, if God, you will. The, the list of guys in this, and I'm not going to go through it, but the list of guys is sure out of this era. And by the way, Daniel Bryan was in that battle royal also after he just <sighs> lost in the like. Why even have the other match? I don't know. People hate this WrestleMania. Let's find out why. The opener here, yeah, The Rock makes his triumphant return. 
He's Un- bald. Unfortunately <laughs> it's, for all of us. He's already bald. He stinks. <laughs> and he literally talks for like 20 minutes about nothing. He doesn't say anything of note. Except fruity pebbles about John Cena or something, right? Brock things. Like, yeah, he, but that's, they're not good anymore. Yeah, but he's everyone loves it so much. It's so good. Trying to decide which rainbow fruity pebble t-shirt he's going to put on tonight. This, you have to remember, this is before he like really overstayed his welcome like this was the beginning of that you're right this like, is this, like the first part of that so people like going into this promo they, they want to laugh like they, <laughs> they want to just they want it like man it's the rock we got the rock back this is so, and he's not hollywood rock he's right. just he's just 1999 <sighs> rock like he is just funny and goofy but don't you find it off-putting to open a wrestlemania with a promo i mean they do it a lot oh, now yeah. but doesn't it Stink. I don't it, like that. It stinks. The only good one, though, was at uh, WrestleMania 30 when they had the Hulk and Rock and yeah, Austin. In and the was, Silver Dome. But not even just that. It was just, I thought it was just fun having three, those three guys. Three, like one of the, the biggest stars, like three True. of the biggest stars ever, just like all united. But here it was kind of pointless. The Rock's just like, I'm here. John right. Cena stinks. And let's talk about that for 20 minutes. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know why that needed to happen. I don't know. Yeah. But then in our actual first match on the show, it's for the World Heavyweight Championship, Quinn. It's Edge, who was the champion with Christian with Christian defeating Alberto Del Rio who I understand Quinn that you actually really liked when he first came in I I dig the whole Mexican royalty thing I think I mean mostly we just had like Lucha Libre as as the Mexican wrestler Ray and all that I just thought he was unique I, 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 I was like, that, was. That, that's, that's a cool angle. Mexican million dollar man. Like, <laughs> million peso man. Million yes. peso man. Yeah. He's fun. I did like Ricardo Rodriguez, his personal ring announcer. But did you like Brodus Clay? I don't know as... what Brodus Clay was doing with him. Somebody better call his mama. Somebody call my... This fucking fat guy. <laughs> he never, like, nothing ever came of him. No, like, not The really. best he ever did was holding Matt Hardy's baby. Was he also... <laughs> like, that's like what the... And TNA. That's like what he did, right? Like he, <laughs> he literally held Matt's baby on a backpack, like to the ring every every match. Now, did you like this match? It was like very okay. Edge won, by the way. He just yeah, beat him. Good. It was fine, the right? Face should win in the opener. And we're in this era, folks, where since we have these two world titles, you know that this happened a lot. One of the world titles was usually the opener. This now, happened a lot. I this even happened at the WrestleMania we just went to, where they opened with exactly with a Universal, which is essentially the World yeah. Heavyweight Title. It was nice to see Edge though when he was still healthy before he retired. He was right. good. I thought he was good. He was fine. I, I I'm fine with Edge. It's this, okay match. It's acceptable. Whatever. Then we had uh, Cody Rhodes, who had been doing the dashing Cody Rhodes gimmick, which was kind of Didn't funny. He have a face mask yes, on he in this did, shit, and he was fighting another guy with a mask. Yeah, Rey Mysterio singles match. Cody was pissed at Rey for hurting his face. Basically, this is before Cody reinvented wrestling and all that. You know, there's this regular jilted and lazy trope commentators in wrestling will use. You'll hear them say, "Spent a lot of money. Spent a lot of money." If I recall, did Cody get that mask because the 619 hit him in the face? Something like, like that, right? I don't he, remember. That's but stupid mask. <laughs> yeah. Cody was a good heel, good mid-card heel at this period of time. Ray was still Ray. He wasn't like fat Yo Holmes yeah. Ray yet. I still think Cody is a little, even back then, was a little overrated. Who was overrating him? I don't think anyone was overrating him. There was him. always this push to like, he should be the next big thing. And I just never really got behind it. No, I, I, I agree. I never I, did either. Anyway, he defeated Ray Mysterio. Once again, it was okay. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's fine. You know what I mean? It's fine. Not yeah. great. I don't yeah, know this, why Cody won. This next shit. What the... F- this like, next match reminded me of, like, the Get Everyone on the Card match from WrestleMania 8. Yeah, but they already did this shit in the, <laughs> in the pre-show. The great Kali and all that. So here's an eight-man for you, folks. I can't believe I'm saying this team. Big Show, 
Kane. Because, of course, <laughs> right. why would Kane and Big Show not be together if they're not in, like, their own things? One of these things is not like the other. Santino Morella, who, okay, Excuse I can... Excuse un- me, what? I, I can understand him being on this, but why? Why is he friends with them? And Kofi Kingston, which is the funniest one in retrospect. Because he's, like, like the world champion <laughs> yeah. now. So, like, good job, Kofi, for getting over this type of Digging shit. Digging himself out of this garbage. They defeated Ezekiel Jackson. Ugh. Yeah. Heath Slater... Remember Ezekiel Jackson? <laughs> yes. I, I just need to say that before we even move on here. Justin Gabriel. Wait, it, Justin Gabriel. <laughs> yes! And Wade Barrett before he had any bad news or a beard. Yeah, he looked like a baby. Yeah, basically... The, they were the core. Or yeah, whatever, the core. With an E. With <laughs> an R and an E at the end. Why is that even a thing? The rule with Wade Barrett is before he had a beard, he's not worth watching. No, he, he like, stinks. <laughs> he looks stupid, too, without the beard. But I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Your beard is weird. Anyway, the faces won this one. Big Show Kane, Coffee, and Santino this won all it. This all It was really short. It was stupid. This era, Joe. It's bad. I hate it. Now, this next match, though, I do like. I thought it was a very good match. Maybe the, maybe one of the best ones on the show, besides another. It's Randy Orn, who was a face. Right. Into, it's hard to keep track with him, but he was a right. face here. This made sense, right? Because if I recall, Randy Orton was supposed to be the original leader of these these new folks. Well, he had the other thing, the legacy. Yeah, the legacy, Before yeah. the Nexus. Which, they're, like, with loosely Manu. connected to, yeah, with Manu. And Ted DiBiase. I just, I just always thought my brain, maybe it was my own head cannon, but they're, like, <laughs> loosely connected because it's, like, it's, it's this old... Older guy leading these younger guys, vice yeah. versa here with CM Punk. He had Sim Snooker. Yeah. Uh, so it was CM Punk who had the short hair already. Again, we're only a couple of months before Punk would actually become something yeah. useful. And it's WrestleMania, so of course CM Punk loses. Yeah, of like, course that's, he does. That's the tradition. Loses it's to most like, people at WrestleMania. You know, the the best he? guy on the fucking <laughs> roster loses every time. Now, Orton was in prime form here, though. He's young still. He's 31. Punk is yeah. like 33 or so. I Very good match. Again, I don't care what anyone says. I really like Orton. Overall. I think he's a good wrestler. I, every time I look back at his career, I'm always like, man, like this guy, like he's good. people just want to hate him so much, but he's really good. And when you like, hate him when he's a heel, that means he's doing his job. Right. Like, sorry to break it to you. I don't know what it is about him. I just really like he's him. He's good. He's yeah. solid pro. I think it's just because when he was younger, he did some like nefarious things. So people are still mad about Oh, him. in real life. Yeah, you in mean, real yeah. life. And they're just, they won't ever let it go. He was like 22 or well, yeah. something and just being a little dick. Yeah, it happens. Like, People yeah. are dicks. He's changed a lot since then. Now, this next one... <laughs> Is one of the reasons why maybe people don't like this WrestleMania, and I understand it. Michael Cole had been a heel lead announcer for like the last year, and he was insufferable. And that is the point, yes. But when the main voice of your main show is a heel, it stinks. That that's tough to deal with. Tried that shit with Jr. Yeah, right. It's tough, and he had been doing the anonymous GM thing. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we have you know, and I quote and all that. And he had an email. Yeah, don't forget. And I quote, in today's video, I'm going to show you how to turn off your TV. And he had the coal mine, his own booth where he did commentary. It was all bad. And he was feuding with King. So there's one good thing out of this, Quinn. King finally gets a WrestleMania match. I I have no issue with that. (laughs) Now, I have to admit, I went back and looked back at this. Jerry the King, good shape. For for 62 or whatever he he was. He looks good. For his age, yes. I I was like very like stunned that I was even like saying that when I saw him. I was like. Why is King not look like shit? Yeah, like, what the hell? Okay, yeah, he didn't look bad. He probably like if this is going to be his only WrestleMania, he probably like, made worked sure out. Of it. And, yeah, like, it was like I want to look good for this. So Cole's got Jack Swagger with him, who had nothing to do apparently. Yeah, you know, like what a waste of Jack Swagger. Well, he should have just been in that core shit. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And Cole's got, which I love, Quinn. He's got headgear and a. Re- 
ridiculous orange singlet on to make him look annoying. <laughs> so I'll true. give him credit. He That's looks like fine. a total doofus. Now, King really beats the fuck out of him yep. for most of this match. Also, Stone Cold's a ref. <laughs> yeah, I like fucking the, reasons. Just because like they need something to make Honestly, it seem good. Honestly, I think that was just because this was such a horrible proposition yes. as a thing. Yes. That they were like, let's just soften the blow. Put Austin and also, in here. I kind of got the impression because I've, I've heard in the past that Lawler and Stone Cold are friends or something. I'm sure they are. They like, worked in the same company yeah, for so, years. Like, maybe it was Austin wanting to help out, know. too. Probably Vince wanting this to look good, honestly, yeah, and get yeah. Austin on the card. Anyway, so Cole technically winds up winning by DQ because of the anonymous Raw GM, which, so, of course, as we all know, was Hornswoggle. Right. It was Hornswoggle <laughs> or, or Vince or something. <laughs> anyway, but like, here's the thing that's kind of bullshit about yes. it. Stone Cold, right? He's the guest referee, right? So his decision should be final, it should no? be, yeah. And technically... So, King makes Cole submit right. first. Jerry the King, he puts him, he puts Cole in the ankle lock, which is bizarre. Randomly, I, I, right. <laughs> why? He also hit him with the Jerry punch, but it, yeah. it, it, like I guess that wasn't enough. The Jerry oh, punch. right, he could have beat him and then he lifted him yeah, up or he, something. It's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna put him in the ankle lock. Whatever, he puts him in the ankle lock. Stone Cold had already previously interfered, right? But it doesn't fuck matter because Jack Swagger also interfered. Yes. so it was kind of like everything's fair, right? Yeah, so. You know, Austin, he quits, yada, yada. They celebrate their drinking beer. Cole's like, wham, like yeah. on the on the thing. He's <laughs> suspiciously not going away. Right, of course. For like, way too long. Yep. And then all of a sudden, doo-doo, doo-doo, like the, the like mm. fucking like iOS ring noise, <laughs> like hits for like a text oh, message. Oh, that sound just yeah. brings back bad memories exactly. of this era. And, and like anonymous GM tells like Josh Grisham or whoever the <laughs> fuck is on. Like, Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's city. fine. Josh he, Grisham is he fine. He tells him like, Sign hey, like. Fuck you all. Like Michael Cole wins because yep. cheating or something. And also JR was on commentary for this just yeah. for fun. Remember yeah. they brought him out. Now he's there for like the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. like, he doesn't go away. Wasn't it to get Cole out of there maybe? Yeah. Uh, so that was really terrible. Now the next one Triple H will have you know is one of the best matches of all time. Oh yeah. 30 minutes of course uh-huh. it's- of, of Triple H versus Undertaker part two. Part one. And it, next year was no. part two. No, because remember, if you count the one at WrestleMania oh, 17. Oh, yeah. oh, nicely yeah. said, yeah. So it's Undertaker in his annual appearance, of course, putting his streak on the line. No holds barred match against Triple H. In a overblown, classic. Yeah, uh, in a fucking, classic. It's just Triple H trying to do what Sean did this, better. This like <laughs> reeked of it. Like more than anything. This right. was I saw it described on one video once as just Triple H like was just watching Shawn Michaels like not being able to get it done and like I can do it. I'm yeah. Triple H. I am the game. I'm the king. No, no, no. You you fucking lose. Get the fuck out of here. I will say this is towards Triple H's tail end as a regular, like, everyday wrestler because he becomes very infrequent after 2011. Oh, is this... I thought he was already that way at this point. He was starting to become that. Undertaker was already old, but this is okay. It's not bad, but again, with Triple H... It's always like 20 minutes of entrances and then 30 minutes of wrestling. He takes up like a whole hour of your WrestleMania. It's, it's really annoying. And also, I must say, they make The Undertaker look like poo here. At kind the end, of. Because they take him out on like a stretcher or whatever. Yeah, like he's dead. Like he's really dead this but time. But to me, I always feel like that's like, that's again them trying to say like, oh, Triple H, he really Almost took him to the him. limit. Yeah. Like, it's like, look, they had to, Triple H walked out on his own, but Undertaker, Stupid. you know, he was all fucked up. It's just, again, it's all this, like, inflating Triple H's ego bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's garbage. I hate it. And you know what? Undertaker, I think he had one good WrestleMania match left in him after this. He did. Well, he had a couple. He had the one with Punk was good. 
Yeah. And he had the one, the other one against Triple H. Wasn't right. that where Sean was the ref or something? Yeah. And that was where Triple H was like, I'm going to stack the odds against you. I'm going to have my best friend Stupid. and it's going to be like, I can use any weapon I want yeah. and sledgehammer and yada, yada, yada. That was like and, the. And the Undertaker was like, no, fuck, fuck die, you. Die, still, die. You, lose. you lose. You suck. Like, get the fuck out of here. You're not Shawn Michaels. Like, oh, yeah. that's what this always felt like. You're not Shawn Michaels. Get the fuck out of here. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Triple yeah. H in general, also, right. when it comes to putting on epic matches. Because right. he's not, they're not usually that good. Right. Exactly. They're okay. Yeah. But they're just never as big as he acts like they are, yeah. you know? Uh, and then our piss break match here it's John Morrison. What? Nicole Snooky Polizzi. And just call her Snooky. Don't even. The returning Trish Stratus. Yeah, what is that about? Well, apparently, Quinn, John Morrison was very vocal about how he thought this should have been Molina and not Trish. Are you serious? Yes, of and course that he led to some heat. This relationship is so weird, the John Morrison and Molina thing. <laughs> it's weird to think now because he's been married to What's Her Head for so long. But like this Kaya. whole like Molina thing, remember she like went on like a tirade and got fired or something? She's a little nutty. Yeah, I it, think. It's a little weird. So they defeated <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Because of course, why, <laughs> why do anything with him? And uh, Lay Cool, which is one of my least favorite team names. Yeah. I hate when they just mash team names Although they, together. I, I always thought they were a good team. They were funny. Oh, they're a good team. They're a good team. That's Layla and Michelle McCool. It's the last thing Layla really did that was useful. Absolutely. Yeah. And that Michelle McCool did that was she useful. Fandango dancer and all this shit. <laughs> yeah. The heel version of Summer Rae yeah. or whatever. <laughs> this was like three minutes, whatever. It was what it was. And then our main event is the already the world champion, The Miz, which yeah, is so funny. Nobody seems to remember that. Yeah, he didn't win it here. <laughs> yeah, he was already the champion. He had Alex Riley with him, and he's defending against John Cena. What happens in this match? They have a what? It's fine. It's a John Cena match. I I don't like it either. Uh, Well, the ending, at least. Um, So it actually goes to a double count out. Okay. So first of all, yay, Miz, like, survives, right? Right. Double count out. This happens, right? So John Cena has not won the title. Ladies and gentlemen, both men have officially been counted out. Therefore, this match has been ruled a draw. Now, first of all, it's fucking WrestleMania. It's the main event. You're like... What the Don't fuck? count out. Right, like, of course. What the f- so Rock comes out, and you're like, okay, he's going to restart the match. We're yeah, because he has the authority to do that well, somehow. Apparently, because that's <laughs> what the host can do, yeah, right? What? So he restarts the match, right? Now, mind you, John Cena is not the champion. He's right. already, like, he's fucked up. He got double counted out with Miz, right? Yeah, right. So Rock restarts the match because, no, 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 it can't end that way, right? Right. The Rock is the host of WrestleMania, and The Rock says there is no way that WrestleMania is over. Why? Why? <laughs> and then immediately once the match restarts, The Rock hits the like rock bottom on fucking John Cena, and Miz pins him. Yes. And then it's like, why the fuck did he restart the match then? Because like yeah, he didn't Cena. want Cena to <laughs> right. win. He didn't really cost him anything. Right. And so I guess Rock is turning heel. But no one boos him. No no one boos him. <laughs> they all cheer him for doing they this. They cheer the Miz because for winning. This is during the bullshit era yeah. where oh John Cena sucks, like for no reason. Yeah, even though he wasn't champion for most of this year. Right. It's exactly. any of it. I don't remember. So then Miz wins, right? <laughs> right. But then just because the Rock is a fucking asshole, he he has to take all the glory. He rock bottoms his ass yep. and then he like celebrates yeah, that's how the show his ends. fucking music plays and you're like 
He doesn't even work here. Like, why? This, this is how we're going off the air. Rock music, glorious, like you smell yep. with the rock. What? And he he's not the champion. The Miz is... Well, like, what What even is this? It really is a very poor way to end a WrestleMania. It doesn't even make sense, A, why he did that, and right. B, why is he celebrating like he's the champion, and C, he doesn't even fucking work here, so why is that how we're ending WrestleMania? And that was all to build uh, the next year's main event where he won. Once in a lifetime, Joe. <laughs> yeah, but and then it, it happened again. It twice in a lifetime, the next Year. Most people didn't like this WrestleMania, myself included. We're going to find out where it ranks, but that's WrestleMania 27. It's pretty damn shitty. <laughs> Quinn, why don't we find out finally now who drew the final entry, the last one in the tank, number 10. Welcome once again, everyone. Vince McMahon here along with Jerry the King Lawler. We would like to thank our loyal fans for once again joining us at WrestleMania. Well, Quinn, it's WrestleMania House Show Edition. Yeah, <laughs> Man, if you thought the last one was bad, <laughs> oh, 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 God. this is stink. Oh, like, all right. This is horrible. This is bad, folks. This is uh, WrestleMania 11 from Hartford, Connecticut, the <laughs> Civic Center. <laughs> Wait, this is, we, we're not even going to even attempt to, not even Boston Gardens. Oh, no. Year, you know, nothing. Nothing. Just, like, let's go to the one in our backyard. <laughs> Pretty much. April 2nd, 1995. I saw this live. Did you? Did you happen to uh, see this one live? I think I saw it a couple days after somebody had it on a tape, like literally like a couple tape days afterwards, like very soon. Right off a pay-per-view, they taped it for you. That's nice. So this is um, coming off of WrestleMania 10 the year before, which was great, Mm -hmm. you know, and it really felt like a WrestleMania and everything. The build for 11 and like the whole feel of the WWF after like the summer of 94 going into 95 and the Diesel era, it just felt so empty, didn't it? Like so weak. Again decline joe it really is like this is now the decline has come into full form at this point it's been building since 93 even late 92 yeah. it's like yeah it's like where are we gonna hit rock bottom no no pun intended i think it's hard for civic i mean Center we hit win. rock bottom obviously at wrestlemania 27 but we hit it before that oh this is bad. before even the rock in lieu of having i guess a really really good card a good arena a good build they decide to stack this wrestlemania with a bunch of celebrities including pamela anderson who was a big deal yeah. They also stack it with a bunch of house show matches that yeah. were like on the Stridex tour or I something. Know. Seriously. And uh, Jenny McCarthy, who was young and was known for uh, being on MTV, singled out. So those were two actually pretty big names. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, you know, Randy from Home Improvement was here. Hey, he people knew who he was. He was the middle child, the funny one. Yeah. Oh, what? Dad's cussing. I'm not cussing. It wasn't bad. Yeah, you said hell and damn. I did not say damn. Now you did. <laughs> Nicholas Totoro, right, who no the guy one cared from NYPD yeah, but, Blue, but he was like the sidekick. Yeah. He wasn't even the like it's not Sipowitz or yeah, anything. Yeah, it's, it's not even one of like it's not even like Zach Morris or whoever the other one was. You know, the guy with the red hair. Not, no, not wasn't Zach, Zach Morris on that show? Maybe like five years later, oh, okay. it wasn't Zach Morris. Wasn't on it yet. He had just graduated the college. Head, the redhead. Yeah, guy. I know who you mean. So, so we were supposed to have um. Fishbone sing the national anthem or whatever it is, but excuse me. Instead, we wait, had wait, wait, wait. Fishbone. There was, there was supposed to be another band. Yeah, Fishbone. <laughs> you never heard of Fishbone? What? Yeah. Fishbone. <laughs> Fishbone. I don't wait. Ex- wait, wait, wait. You've just like blown my like thing because I remember the singing of this being the Special Olympics or whatever. Right. No, it was supposed to be Fishbone, who was like a seminal like they, ska just, band in the seventies. Cancel or something? I think they bailed on WF. Yeah. So <laughs> well, I mean, they're holding it across the street from their fucking headquarters. <laughs> like it's not exactly like a reputable company at this point. No. So Kathy Huey sings "America the Beautiful" to open up. Very nice. Very nice. 
And here's what we've got on the card. It's uh, only seven matches. None of them are very good. The Allied Powers, who had cool music, I'll give that's them that. That's the best part of the. <laughs> that's the best part of this entire match. <laughs> like, literally their entrance with the light yeah. show and everything. This is when they didn't know what to do with Luger, so they put him with the Bulldog, who was going down the card. You know, he had pretty high-profile feud with Michaels before this, and now right. they're like, yeah, you're in a tag team. Yeah. That's what they did with the Bulldog. Yeah, uh, whatever. They defeated Jacob and Eli Blue, you know, the Bruise Brothers. Real hot team at yeah. this point in time. With Uncle they Zed. were a hot team in the EC dub. Yeah, they but, were. And they come here and they're the Blue Brothers with, I don't know, Uncle, with Uncle Zeb. Uncle Zeb. They're like stunk. They dress like uh, the Berserker. They're like twin Berserkers, basically. And they have like a Elmer Fudd with them or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, or what, what's the guy? That, oh, wow. Who? Well, not, not Yosemite Elmer, Sam? Yosemite Sam with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate the Allied Powers. So, <laughs> anyway, the Allied Powers win in six minutes. It's a piece of shit, this match. It's not a good opener. <laughs> Just the music. Again, Allied Powers That's music. The best part. Uh, Vincent King on commentary, by the way. Uh, Razor Ramon with uh, Karate 123 Kid, if you recall. Yeah. Tries to get the Intercontinental title from Jeff Jarrett, who had beat him for it at the Rumble. That stunk, by the way. This whole thing. I mean, and the problem is that. Razor here in his big hot rematch yeah. wins by DQ. Yeah. What a way to send the fans home happy. We they don't have really, a new champion. They were really trying so hard with Jeff Jarrett to draw more than one dime. It was, <laughs> they were trying to draw maybe a second dime. Well, I always got the feel, Quinn, and not just because of the music gimmick, but just the way they did it, that he they were trying to do like a honky-tonk man thing with Jarrett, but it just didn't work. I could see that. I it's don't know. 1995. Although, I have to admit, I don't know why. I always thought the roadie looked cool, or like I thought he looked cooler than Jeff Jarrett. For he some did. Well, like, I was like... Uh, one of the I, things with the roadies, he actually gave Jarrett heat. Yeah, you know? he, he was, and he was always like jumping around. And yeah, and he's good. Stuff. And you're like, why is this guy not the Intercontinental Champion? <laughs> like, that's what I always felt about this this group here. The roadie was actually pretty underrated as yeah. like as a lackey for Jared. He's he pretty good. Yeah, he, he's really good at it. Anyway, but that match pissed me off. It's it's okay. It's a decent match, but just bothered me that Razor wins mm-hmm. by DQ. It's WrestleMania. Yeah, in the next match, I can't even believe we're already at the Undertaker match. <sighs> the Undertaker, yeah, third match of the card. This is Purple Taker, of course. Yeah. Defeated King Kong Bundy as part of that everlasting feud with the Million Dollar Corporation. This is horrible! It is, it's oh, bad. Oh, God, How, I can't even believe, that we're like almost halfway through the show already. King Kong Bundy is on a WrestleMania match in 1995, yeah. for the record. <laughs> it gets the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, and you know who else is? Larry Young yes, from the MLB, you, you wanna, the ump. You want to you want to talk about this because I know you hate this a lot. Well, you know how since the summer of '94, yep, the WWF had been just really sticking it to Major League Baseball you for going that old on American strike. Wrestling, where right? They, where they put that stupid thing that's Our like season never ends. That bullshit. They, well, here's like the culmination <laughs> yeah, of it, right. folks. We're better than baseball. <laughs> Neck braces and mafia running the company. We're so upstanding and good. We even have their umps now. Yeah. So they bring in Larry Young, who's a legitimate MLB ump. But since baseball had been on strike, he wasn't at spring training. He had nothing to do. So let's have him referee a WWF match. And he does a fine job. I'll give him but credit. He's, not, he's pretty indescript. Like, he doesn't do anything. He's just no. there. I don't understand. He's not like a celebrity. It literally is them just being like, we have this. If they didn't point it out, no one would ever notice that it was anything out of the ordinary. I wouldn't have noticed at all. I would have just thought, well, maybe it's a local heart yeah. for Ref or right. like I, I honestly had no. Like, even as a kid, I, I think I missed it on my first watch through. That it even like even right. they announced it. Like I was just like, and it's the ref. What? And I was like, oh, whatever. But like, you know what? That's a credit to Larry Young because he was a good job as a referee. It's still not a Be credit honest. to WF though, no, because they were acting like they, it was a big pickup big coup. Yeah. 
The Terrible. Ne- the next match is my favorite match of the show and my favorite moment. Well, so. it's just because it's really funny. Yeah. Like, so the Smoking Guns have been the WWF Tag Team Champions because, you know, it's 1995 and that's yeah, what happens. That, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. No Sonny yet. No Sonny. Oh, no. Not yet. Owen Hart had been on the quest to prove that he's still better than Brett. Like, he still hasn't shut up about that, which is great. <laughs> so this Brett's cu- done yes. with him, by the way. So this culminates in Owen. He needs a tag partner, right? He's like, I'm yes. going to win the tag titles because, you know, Brett, and- he stunk. He, I didn't win the tag title. He's, he was still, member's leg, got yep. his leg. And Anvil had gotten fired. Anvil's gone. So I need a new tag team partner. So right. who does he get? So Owen Hart does this great promo where he just shits all over Brett as always. Of course he does. And he brings out his mystery partner that he's been promoting for the last couple of weeks. I introduce listen, to you listen. my partner. Are you ready? Yoko Yuna. Yeah! Oh my goodness. Yoko Zuna yes. to like a big pop. Right. So Yoko's been gone for a bit, right? Since Survivor Series on TV, yeah. Right. And the last time we really saw Yoko, I mean, he he still hates Bret Hart. He oh, lost yeah. to Undertaker. He lost to Undertaker, but he still hates Bret, and yeah. Owen hates Bret. So this is like a tag team made in heaven right here. It's great. I love the team. We get some great double team moves by them, like the drop toe hold by Owen into the big fat leg drop by yeah. Yoko. Now, this is the classic Owen, like, you know, he's kind of shitty and like Yokozuna comes to back him up kind of thing. Yes. Like the classic like gigantic fucking heel yep. like behind this like really annoying like little like, weaselly weasel-y rascal yeah. yeah and the best part though is the crowd is so behind Yoko and Owen well, they're happy this, to yeah. see yeah for yeah. this match I mean because they're happy to see Yoko again so when he hits the bonsai drop on one of the guns probably Billy the crowd really pops <laughs> and then Owen tags in goes for the sharpshooter but decides fuck it I want a pin one Two, three. The crowd really erupts. They're everyone's like, all happy like, for Owen. Holy shit, Owen won a belt? And everyone's like, all happy. Awesome. Sharpshooter! Sharpshooter! Now he comes in one, two. Oh, oh man! New champion! New champion! Like, Big hug with Yoko. Like Yoko's back. He's got a title <laughs> yeah, again. It's great. Now Yoko can slob around with a belt on his shoulder all for <sighs> a fucking year or whatever. It's so good, yeah. Quinn. That's one of my favorite moments. I feel so happy for Owen there. Like the little rascal did it. You know yeah. what I mean? He's jumping and up also, and down. And also Yoko's back. He's recovered yeah. from kind of being dumped on for all fucking, of like ninety four yeah, since all, he lost the title. Yep, all of the summer ninety four. Now the next thing involves another heart, and it's actually one of my least favorite. This- is hideous. Bret Hart things ever. So How is it nine minutes? <sighs> it feels like it's an hour. I know. So, okay. Quick background, just really quick. Brett is still mad at Bob Backlund for uh, the whole chicanery this at Survivor still, Series. Why are we carrying on about this? Can't Brett do something important? Uh, you would think, right? So he doesn't get to beat Diesel at Royal Rumble. It ends in a draw, right? But he's still mad at Backlund. So Backlund's like, ah! All that shit. Yeah. So they're going to have an I quit match where the only way to win is to say I quit into the microphone, which will be held by special annoying guest referee Roddy Piper. Of course. Who spends most of the match going, what do you say? What do you say? Like, Excuse me. Yeah. Over and over yeah. again. Right. What do you say? This match is one of the laziest, <laughs> most dull Bret Hart matches I've ever ever seen, let alone on pay-per-view. Now, I want to say this also. This is part one of why I think this pay-per-view failed, and I'll tell okay, you why. Go ahead. There's there's two guys in this company right now who are pretty much like everyone likes. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, Correct. right? I yes, mean, and Razor Ramon. Right. So Bret is wasted on this fucking Bob Backlund. Awful. Match. Right. It's like, so this is part one of the, like, 
what the fuck? Like, it's WrestleMania. Yeah. I want to see the guys we like, like, yeah. good matches. And I want to see him fight suck. Bob Backlund. Right, exactly. Like, I'd rather, if anything, obviously Sean won the Royal Rumble, so he's got to face Diesel, right? Yeah. If anything, I'd rather see Bret Hart beat the crap out of, like, Jeff Jarrett and win the Intercontinental <laughs> title or something. Like, just something, right? Just anything that's not this. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And the worst part is that when Bret reverses the chicken wing and puts it on Backlund, Roddy Piper yelling away. Backlund doesn't even say, I quit. He just yells. And then Roddy's oh, like, like, oh, he ah, won. Ah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Did he say it? What do you say? Brett has gone on record to be like, you know, I thought this is actually my worst match ever. It's, <laughs> wow, uh, that's that's embarrassed to have this on pay per view. That's pretty bad. He hates it. So, but anywho, horrible. so that happens. Part one, right? Yeah. Now so we then have, we get to part two of the shit. This is a world title match, and this is which the, made sense. Like, they, of course, they it feuded did. last year. Like, yeah, okay, Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. Like, it's fine. It totally makes sense storyline wise. Diesel's the champion. Uh, and he comes out with Pamela Anderson, who was right. supposed to come out with Shawn Michaels. Which, first of all, my bullshit detector goes on. I don't like Shawn's that. my favorite. It's like, yeah. he fucking won the damn Royal Rumble. That's right. They promised this shit. They made such a big freaking deal about it. Yep. She's like with him at the end of the Royal Rumble. Yep. Why? Why? You know what's funny, too, about Pam Anderson with this and the Rumble appearance? She looks like she'd rather be anywhere else. She right. looks so pissed that she's even doing this for the money. Now, in the meantime... He's got Pam Anderson for reasons. Yeah, right? reasons. Now Sean has acquired a new bodyguard because fuck Diesel. Like he, yeah. he screwed. That's me. pretty much what it was. Like, yep. He's like, I got Sid now, and everyone likes Sid. Still. Right. So Sid's coming back from. He's been gone since like Papa Shango in 1992 <laughs> and all that right. crap. Yes, yes. He ain't been around forever. So right. Sid comes in. It's like, man, this guy should be like fighting for the world title. He's fucking Sid, right? Yeah. But no, he's with Shawn Michaels. He's the new bodyguard, yep. right? So then, instead of fucking Pam Anderson. He gets the the shitty replacement from hey, singled she's out. She's good though. Yeah, but the singled out yeah, Jenny know. McCarthy, but at like, least it's not as good as Pam Anderson. It's not not in, not in 1995. But at least Jenny McCarthy looks like she's having fun there. Yeah, well, Jenny McCarthy, she's a <laughs> she's, good time. Yeah, she was fun. It's not like New Year's Jenny McCarthy. This is just like regular, like <laughs> not Year's weird. Jenny New Year's McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. You know what I mean? I do. I think I'm in love. Let me find out this gentleman's name. What's your name? Benjamin Moore. Benjamin. So great to have you here tonight. Now, I'm going to say one problem with this match, and this is not, okay, because right, I don't, don't get all defensive. Mm-hmm. The problem with this match is that Shawn Michaels, who's a heel, wrestles like a babyface underdog. Well, because and, look at the size of them. Like, it, honestly, like, it makes sense. No, it doesn't, because at the previous title defense that Diesel had against Bret Hart, Bret Hart did everything he could to cheat and look like an asshole and, and wrestle like a shady person and build sympathy heat for Diesel, whereas Shawn Michaels did everything he could to make himself look good. And before you get all defensive, Diesel himself has gone on the record and says, yes, he knows Shawn did that, and he forgives him. He's like, it's just Shawn being Shawn. Shawn, who I know is going to try to fucking blow me up. I know for a fact he's going to try to blow me up. He's going to try to outperform me because he wants my fucking spot. We're best friends, but I know what his fucking motivations are. Okay, so I'm not theorizing. That's what happened. I guess I just didn't get that impression only because, like, he's got big Sid back there. Like, it, Sid it, didn't do anything. I know, but I mean, still, it just it came off like, oh, what a dick. They just like, fucked it, up. They, they fucked up because they have Diesel steal Sean's girl that he won. Yeah. <laughs> and then Michaels wrestles like a total face. 
yeah, and Diesel I, gets booed by the crowd. I don't know. I guess it just uh, my impression of it was like, what a fucking asshole. He's already got Sean. Like, I guess yeah, Diesel's wrestling like a heel. It's weird. He is. And uh, again, but it, but, it, but it's in that I don't know, like cool face. Yeah, like, whatever. They're just like, whatever they were trying with Diesel. It didn't work. They always like did this with Diesel, where it's like he's like the opposite of what he should be. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's like he's a face, but he kind of acts like a dick. He always act like act like a dick. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. But I don't blame the crowd for cheering Shawn Michaels. Because mm-hmm. if Michaels went out there to make himself look like the best babyface in the world, he accomplished it. No, I, I'm not like I'm he the, did do he it. He did turn face like the next day. <laughs> but, but just essentially, by the, by the way, like, that's yeah. my point, though. Yeah. But this match didn't work because where's the heat? Everyone wants Shawn to right. win and he doesn't. Right. That's the problem. I that's always, all I'm saying. It always came off to me like you were supposed to believe that Shawn could have won had he not been stupid and got Sid and all this shit. And like, Earl like, didn't Earl like get take a bump or something and he was yeah. out and yeah, Sean could have pinned him. Yeah, ultimately the the impression I got as a fan was like, man, Sean should have never gotten fucking Sid. Like, yeah, that's, that's the idea, and that's yeah. the angle they play out. Right, is yeah. that he fires Sid the next night and Sid right. power bombs him. Right, so exactly. that all worked. The match is okay. Sean and Diesel's better match, Quinn. Here's the example I'm talking about for a Sean and Diesel match. The next year, good friends, better enemies. Right, the that's leg. how you do Sean and Diesel, where yeah. Sean was a face, right, and does build, you know what I'm saying? Like the roles are just reversed They're, here. It's off. That's all, but it's and- still good match. I, maybe I just didn't like it as much because I was a fan and I was like, this I wanted Sean to win. Fucking bullshit, man. I wanted Sean so, to win. Again, part one and two. Yeah. The two best guys, like. They're just in it, bad it, matches. It's just off. Yeah. Like, it's just wrong. Right. So, now the whole show's kind of fucked, right? And you got your main event with it's a celebrity match. Now, I kind of dig the idea of a celebrity match being the main yes. event at WrestleMania. I, I think that's unique and interesting. And hadn't Lawrence Taylor just retired recently in like 93 yeah. or something like that? In fact, this is the first time the uh, celebrity match had been the main event since WrestleMania 1. Yeah, that's right, Quinn. And You're right about that. It was the last time. It was the last time. So it's Lawrence Taylor from the New York Football Giants, as right. they say. Very uh, popular athlete. Absolutely. In the, like, I'm not going to. It's a good pickup for them. Yeah, like if you watched NFL or like was a fan or yeah. whatever, like Lawrence Taylor was like a big deal. Yeah. If you didn't know anything about football, you might not care about this. But overall, they did a good job, I thought, handling it. They made it very legit seeming. LT was known. The original LT, not yeah. the other Levanian yeah. Thomason yeah. or whatever. the original LT. The original LT. Uh, and he was fighting Bam Bam Bigelow, who had gotten into a confrontation with him at the Rumble. They did a series of uh, vignettes and promos where Bam Bam refused to apologize. And it was Bam Bam did a phenomenal job promoting this thing because lt didn't yeah. really you know he didn't do much i mean when lt did show up i always thought he looked so cool he, he did had, like, the earring and like he was like yeah i'm gonna beat him of course like, they, you know, like yeah. i kind of dug like his cool attitude yeah and of course they attach him to diesel for reasons you know what i mean make yeah, him like yeah, a big face because they, they had to explain like why can why is this wrestler gonna right. know how to beat a other wrestler yeah. like okay diesel's training him there or you something. go like, right yeah. don't yeah. get fooled by a cheap imitation order wrestlemania by name it is april the second on pay-per-view the whole world is talking about it we we're talking about bam bam and LT, look at this. Newsweek has a huge story. It's incredible. It's everywhere. So anyway, they have a match, and it's refereed by Pat Patterson for obvious reasons well, because they need a ring general in there. Yeah, to, just like the the last time they had the celebrity match, remember at WrestleMania One, it was yeah, Pat Patterson. Very you're reminiscent. Right. Salt and Pepper played uh, LT down, which they were actually pretty relevant. Oh yeah, still, I so. like the whole "What a man, what yep. a man, good what a mighty, good man." That was that was fine. I'm not going to shit on this too much, and I'm going to tell you why. Bam Bam was a complete and utter pro here, mm-hmm. and LT really brought it. This is like the savage steamboat of celebrity matches up to this point. This is really yes. good. Now, it I, is. Got, I gotta say this. I always thought Bam Bam was promised something to I do this. I think he was. And, um... A fire got, coat? <laughs> well, here's the thing. is like, I think what they probably promised him, like, was a face run. 
Because maybe because fa- being a face back then meant like oh you were going to be the big main eventer right you headline those aircraft carriers yeah right you headline the aircraft carriers but when they made him face it kind of just didn't really work out like well, it was it, he had the flame coat and he looked like an idiot and he was overshadowed by Sean who had just turned face and that was like the new hotness right you know yeah but it's, it's unfortunate and it's not even I don't even consider it like Sean's fault honestly it was like no. his prime and Sean should have had the I run think it he was did. bad timing it was just bad like timing. Bam Bam like was like he was waiting to get like a main face run yeah like it just it didn't like, when, work. It, when it finally came to him it like it was work. like the wrong time yeah but do you give him credit for this match because i certainly do oh, he did yeah. a great he, like, job here lawrence, lawrence taylor looked like a million bucks he did he and patterson probably did a lot in there too to help keep them on point keep yeah. lawrence taylor on point lawrence taylor on the rope and... <laughs> he caught him And they also, Great stuff. I gotta say this in a weird way. I know people d- might not believe this, but I always felt like Bam Bam was a bit protected here because it was like the way it was perceived was like Lawrence Taylor, like kind of he just barely, barely, like, yeah, like yeah. It, it was like it's like he used everything Diesel taught him and his raw athletic ability got him like past Bam Bam Bigelow. I, that's like, the story they told. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's basically it. It wasn't like Bam Bam was shitty. It was just like he was out out like athleticized, yeah, or whatever. Whatever so, that means. So that's WrestleMania 11. Uh, let's do the rankings. When this is the final rankings, we'll have it finalized tonight. Let me just run it down for you real quick here. And number one is WrestleMania 2. Then we got WrestleMania 32. WrestleMania 15 is number three. At four slash five are WrestleMania 12 and 19 locked in together there. Mm-hmm. At Wrestle um, at number six is WrestleMania 4. Number seven, WrestleMania 13. And number eight is WrestleMania 2000. Quinn, WrestleMania 27. Where do we start that? It's pretty um, poor show, honestly. Very poor. Is it um, one of the worst? Let's start it. I think it's definitely more poor than four. Yes, it's worse. So let's start it like at that line. Does the it nine and nine, twelve. The nine twelve line. Because um, I think it's worse. I think it's worse than nine and twelve because of several things. The main event ending is really horrible. It makes zero sense. Yeah, and like, I, I, I still don't get it. And I know nine's main event ending is really goofy with Hogan coming in in the red yeah. pants, but still also Snooky. Snooki's there. No one match is really, really good. Although Undertaker, um, Triple H is okay, and I think that's the worst of their three matches. You like the following year, the yeah. better than this one. It's over. It's over. I think I agree. It's too fucking long. Undertaker True. on the stretcher at the end. Like, come on. Yeah. Randy Orton versus CM Punk is very good, but ultimately inconsequential. Yeah, it doesn't kind, matter. Kind of like how I always say the head shrinker Steiners is really good. Fucking yeah. middle finger to CM Punk, like, <laughs> as it always is. But he turned out okay. Yeah. I think it's up there, Quinn, 27. I'm talking take it all the way up to like 32 or 2. Or 15 at least. Is it, is it worse than 15? I don't know. Maybe it isn't. Let's Actually, yeah, I think it is. It might be. The, that main event is poor. Like 27. That, that, that ending is like, what the fuck? And the coal miner and Lawler. Oh, God. Yeah, now that you're bringing that up. And the yeah. useless like eight-man tag and shit like and that. The, well, what is going on in that pre-show where Sheamus and Dana Bryan fight, but then there's a battle royal? Then there's also, a battle royal. Like, two, and two seconds later, and Sheamus is still... Somehow the last person eliminated. Right. The fucking Seamus love all over that pre-show. Uh-huh. Now, look, I don't think WrestleMania 15 is good, bro. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. At least it's got variety and it flows by. It's I not still good. Love the, I know you hate it, but oh, I still You're think the heel turn this. thing is, yeah, is yeah. fun. But whatever. But it's also got Bossman versus Undertaker in a hell in the cell and Bossman yeah. dies. That somehow I conflate with dog kennels. And, it's the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't all, matter. It's all the same it's shit. All the same shit. You know what? Honestly, at least WrestleMania 15 is a has a degree of memorability. Somewhat. 
Whereas WrestleMania 27 is just like, what the fuck is this? I don't, I could barely remember it until I like had to watch it. And then I was like, oh, this is 27 worse than 32. Yes, I think so, too. No, I don't like 32. 32 is not good. I think actually 27 is worse, though. Yeah. Okay. Is it worse than WrestleMania 2? I think it might be. 30. It might. I think it, I think it's possible. Two has because charm. Fuck. What the hell is going on at 27? Yeah. Nothing that matters. That's the thing. Cole versus King way too long. It's the rock. That is all the fucking rock. It, it starts that and ends with the rock. Stinks. Yeah. Right. Like, he is the number one reason that show sucks. He's not even wrestling. He's it's the his, most over his, guy. Or... It might as well be called Rockamania. Like yeah. it's garbage. It's not even anything. And you got fucking Cole. Cole hey, wrestling. Get, 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 uh, no, worse really? than WrestleMania 2. We're going to make it number one. I'd rather Are watch you sure? fucking Herb than fucking, honestly, <laughs> than The Rock. Well, okay. Let's let's talk through this here. WrestleMania 2 is bad, right? And we agree on that. It's got one actually good match in terms of wrestling, which is the Dream Team, Nightmare, and, and it's, Rosemont. It's not... I think it's a little overrated, but it's okay. It's like, it's just not this, like, great fucking classic thing of all time. But 2 has some variety. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of celebrities. It's got different. I'm trying to find something good. You're really got different trying. locations. You're really trying here. Uh, it's memorable. The production is terrible. Yeah, I, but, I was like, give this WrestleMania 27. Oh, of it's course. The modern production. It's really good. Blah but, blah blah. But WrestleMania 27 is right in the middle of their absolute like creative nadir, if you will. I mean, it's just a very low point for so them. This might be a controversial opinion, but yes. I think now that we've like kind of looked through a 1986 pay per view wise, yeah, this big event and blah blah blah, yeah. Man, is 1986 garbage. You think so? 85, good. 1986, other than Orndorff feud, which isn't even at WrestleMania 2. Right. It stinks. Well, I don't know. I mean, we only watch two things from a Quinn. It can't, you have to everything look at the house I shows see, and all that. Yeah, I know. But everything I see of 86, it's always poor. Yeah, but Quinn, this is like the, the core, the Nexus, Wade Barrett, you know, Brodus Clay with Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. Meaningless world title matches in the opener. Like, no one cared. That's Literally true. nobody cared. <laughs> That's true. During okay, this period I'll of time. I'll say 27 is worse Fuck than this. two. It is. Two at least has a very, very uh, intangible charm about it. It's the only I, thing that, I can give That's it. very, being very gracious. I know it is. Uh, yeah. 27's the new worst, but let's see where... <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going to last long, because okay. <laughs> WrestleMania 11's around here. Now, when you talk about worst WrestleManias, 11 gets thrown around a lot, like as a knee-jerk reaction by people. It's hideous. I want to know, overall, why do you think that... It, like, why, when people think worst WrestleManias, why is the guttural reaction 11? Where do you think that stems from? I think it stems from the fact that it's in the dead center of the decline. It's like... It is the shit. I mean, look at where it is. It's in a like, very nondescript arena. You just have Hartford. to look at the fucking screen and you know this sucks. It feels like they're trying too hard to make it better than it is, right? Honestly, I always felt like it feels like they're not trying to make it WrestleMania. Like, they're like, we're trying to get past the next pay-per-view in the lineup <laughs> here. Like, that's what I always felt about it. Because Maybe. the card, first of all, there's not even a lot of matches. No. It's all, like, shitty. It's like a crusty Raw. Kind of. It's like... I'll tell you what, it's like a late 96 Raw where they had to, like, every match still had to be, like, not jobber matches anymore. However, it's, like, the worst matchups you could possibly think of. I mean, Brett Backlund is really bad. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker Bundy is really bad. I'd say Diesel and Sean is the feature match of this Raw. Um, yeah. I mean, but it's not even a good one. It's got the LT Bam Bam, which is actually pretty good. And the Owen Hart and Bulldog is my favorite moment on the show. I think you meant Yokozuna, you fucking prick. Yeah. Other than that, there's no real lasting impact. WrestleMania 11 is one that I steer clear of. 
I like, do too. I don't like it. Now, to be fair, and I know I'm kind of jumping the gun here. It's okay, but Quinn. 27, right? Yeah. While I don't watch it, the one thing that I, the only thing that I would probably ever go back to watch it is if I wanted to watch the whole like Undertaker build up from the first Sean match to the last Triple H match because that's some kind of sequential. It's like an anthology. Like, it's like an anthology, right? <laughs> right. Like you can say that it has that, even though it's not great. Right. But it has that, right? Like, yeah. And also, a lot of people, for whatever reason, even though this WrestleMania sucks balls, right? Yes, it does. Um, a lot of people will say to you, like, well, remember when The Miz, like, somehow retained yeah. the title at WrestleMania? Like, because, so like, that, what? Yeah, but to people, that's, like, a thing. Because it, it's always they're pointing out, like, oh, yeah, they had confidence in Miz. Miz was, Miz was a big deal. They had more confidence in The Rock, though, yeah, really, if you honestly, look at it objectively. Yeah. Yeah. What makes uh, WrestleMania 11 worse than WrestleMania 2? I mean, you hate to. You just said how bad two is. How could eleven be worse? It's got some at least notable stuff on it. I feel like there's no fucking hope when I watch WrestleMania eleven. <laughs> like seriously, I like what am I like? Why would I watch the next day? <laughs> like, well, L- see, the main event is with LTE ain't gonna be there. Yeah, so who gives true, a shit about that? And Bam Bam lost to him, so fuck that. True. Um, Sean Diesel. Sean lost. Yes, he did. So there's no actual progression. Nothing changes. Like, no. you know what I mean? That's what I always, I do not like at WrestleManias when a world champion retains. I never like that. What about when Hogan did? I, it Beat doesn't. Andre? No. Right, but that's like. It's I, rare I, I that he did. I don't know why it's different, but Two it's and three. different. It's like with that, Andre was like he was trying to overcome like. True, there the, was still something, right? Right, yeah, like he was trying to like overcome the thing. But most of the time, somebody wins the title at WrestleMania. Almost always. Yeah. Almost always they win the title at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's true. Diesel just retained. Notice, notice the ones that are at the top here, right? Like 2 and 27. The world <laughs> champion retains. Yeah, that's true. Like, do you notice that? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That There is something to be said there. Yeah. Oh man, eleven. I think. All right, let me just run, let me scan through this easily. I think, okay, I think it's very clear right now that yeah. eleven is at least worse than thirty-two. Okay, I'm gonna just work my way up with a guttural instinct. It's eleven is worse than two thousand. It is worse than thirteen because it has thirteen has Brett it, Austin. It, it is nothing good on WrestleMania eleven. It's worse than four because four has a a, a fun a fun element about Even it. Though with, four is way too long. Yeah, but it's fun. You know, the one thing 11's got going for it, it's like... Not that long. It's like a minute. It's like yeah. so, so short. Uh, 11 is worse than 9 and 12 because 9 is a good atmosphere and a fun time and 12 has the Iron Man and at least it has that going for it. Yeah. Is 11 worse than 15? You think it is, right? Because it at least 15's be. a hot crowd, big yeah. business. Yeah, yeah. It, it, 15's a little goofy. Okay. But I mean, like, it's bad, but it's not, It is like, bad. It's tolerable for whatever reason just because of, like, again, the atmosphere and like, yeah. everything's popular and stuff. Is it the worst or is it better than twenty seven? Well, wait, or two. Is, is I know. I'm thinking thirty two. It's it's worse than. Mm, or is it? Th- it's I'm worse sorry, than thirty two. Yeah, thirty two is. I mean, thirty two is bad, but it's like this, modern bad. Yeah, it's modern bad. Where there's like, okay, the wrestling's like okay. Yeah, exactly. It, like, exactly. Eleven's not that great wrestling wise. Thirty two is like the worst of the modern. That's like yeah. what I what I think of it. And Pretty much. Why it probably doesn't like fall into like it can't. It, it's by not definition, the worst. it can't be so bad. Right. Like yeah. So is it worse than two or not? Eleven. I think eleven's worse In than two. In my brain, I've always thought of eleven as worse than two. Me too. And you Me know too. what? It's like sadly, it's 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 really sad to say this, but the fucking like the, the it's the it's that tag match that somehow like to like edges out eleven. Like it, it does because they're both real shit yeah but at least there's also some variety at two yeah 11's just I, and bad you got you got three dumps in in two yeah and you only have one dump 
Yeah, well, 11. 11's like action zone, the WrestleMania. Yeah. That's how it feels, you know I what mean, I mean? Literally, I can see, like, Doc green screened in front yeah. of the fucking, like, action zone table, yeah. and they, like, zoom into the ring, and that's, like, literally <laughs> what fucking WrestleMania 11 looks like. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if there was an episode of Action Zone where they showed a match from WrestleMania 11, and that fucking happened. It could. And it's hard to even tell that it's WrestleMania that they're zooming into. So it's basically between 11 and 27 then, right? So what is worse? 27's not good. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. 11's not good. 11 is the shit stain of our childhood. Let's put it that way. 27 is the shit stain of our, like, modern wrestling-ness. I could leave 11 at number two and keep WrestleMania 27 at number one. Yeah. Why do you maybe twenty seven should get the nod just because it has a that better Triple wrestling H Undertaker mm. thing that's like okay and Orn versus Punk is good. Yeah, there's nothing good at eleven like other Not than really. LT and like that's like a good for a celebrity. Like yeah. you said, it's the it's the Steamboat Savage of celebrity matches. That's not saying much. No. All right. And honestly, is it even the Steamboat Savage of, of a celebrity match? Because we reviewed that T thing at WrestleMania one. Oh uh, yeah, was that actually was great. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like. All right, WrestleMania 11 is the worst, then, isn't it? It has to be. I right? think it is. I've always hated it. Yeah, I've like, never ever liked I've WrestleMania never 11. Liked it. Now, I still I find it kind of insulting that nine is at like where it is. But nine's whatever. good. Yeah. All right, so we're we're locking in here. I think so. All right, folks. Here is finally. This is. I think I can stand by this list. Here's our list, folks. At number one, WrestleMania 11. Number two, WrestleMania 27. Number three, WrestleMania two. What a top three. If you look at that time, I mean, that's pretty accurate. That's pretty ass. Number right four, WrestleMania 32. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 15 is number five. So the, the top five there, they're all very bad. So you're right. <laughs> I can stand by this list, yeah, too. This is, now, I like that the right after you get out of the top five, it's like that asterisk. Like, yes. They're interchangeably. And it's more decent stuff, right? Yeah, they're interchangeably bad. Like, so six slash seven are 12 and nine, which, again, they're better than the f- top five, definitely. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania 4, poor, but at least it's fun. WrestleMania 13, poor, but it's got one of the best matches ever. And WrestleMania 2000, because something's got to be last, you know? To be fair, 2000, I like that it's like, it's exactly where I put it. It's like, exactly. It's competent. It's, it just gets into this list only because there's like, there's that many WrestleManias. It's like, if one more bad WrestleMania happens, 2000 wouldn't be on this list. Think about that. Correct. And just for the record here, I want to give you guys a couple of WrestleManias that didn't make the worst list, but almost did. Oh yeah, let it let us know. And also, who was the what? What was the actual like fan voted? Okay, the so, fan voted worst was WrestleMania 11. Okay, we were okay, actually we're, on we're the on, money. We're on the money on that one. Then two. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> then thirty-two. Then twenty-seven. Then mm-hmm. two thousand nine. Thirteen. Fifteen. Twelve and four was actually voted the best of the worst. That's okay. Nostalgia goggles, guys. I guess so. It's it's fun. Yeah, I know, but it's still... You have to look at it like, look at this fucking card. I know. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing good as far as match quality happens. No. And I wanted to let you know, Quinn, there's one WrestleMania that missed it by one vote of making it, and this is going to piss you off. What? One WrestleMania that was a vote away from making a tie for Into the Worst List was WrestleMania 1. How? How? It's just not even good any of these shows. It's so much better. Anyway... That is the royal flush of WrestleManias for the last time this season, because next season, we're coming back with the uh, royal rankings and royal flush. 
of Intercontinental Champion. So let's have this nice little music play us out one last, last time. time. Doink. Yes, it is. So when we come back, folks, we are going to review something we've never even heard of until yeah. now. Yeah. It is international wrestling from 1982, and that is coming up right after this. First of all, I was under the impression that this was a press conference to promote WrestleMania 11 and not the autobiography of Big Daddy Cool Diesel. So, my past not being the business of anyone in this room with the exception of myself, I will start with the tenure of Shawn Michaels in the World Wrestling Federation. For seven long years, I have excited the fans of the World Wrestling Federation like no other man on the face of God's green earth. Don't you ever say that again. And now, back to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, here in episode number 129. 129! Man, I totally forgot. I'm glad you remembered there, though, Quinn. Woo! Jeez. Almost. Could have been a whole episode. (laughs) Woof. Folks, thanks so much for being with us here. Uh, We want to shout out couple of friends of the show before we get to this review just there's some other podcasters out there that do a great job scrapping through the indies here's three of them real quick here check these guys out wrestling podcast about nothing hosted by two guys that have worked in the business one is a retired referee mean mike crockett so retired very retired most retired although didn't he come out of retirement like once or twice or something yeah he's the mick foley of refereeing and he's almost as big uh and his partner is ROH's own brawler Brian Malonis, the uh, Wine City Whaler. Of course, obviously. What is this? Brawler. brawler. But check these guys out, the wrestling podcast about nothing, because they bring their perspective as people that have worked in the business and as fans. And you'll get interviews sometimes with people in the wrestling business, unique perspectives, very fun, entertaining show, the wrestling podcast about nothing. Also, check out the critically acclaimed Greetings from Allentown, Quinn. Yeah, New York Times podcast section gives it a million stars. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's more than anything that ever got any stars, really. It's a, it's a great show, though. Pete Winston hosts a one-man show there where he goes through an episode of Old Wrestling, and while he reviews it, allegedly, you'll get all kinds of stories, sometimes about his birthday, a happy yep. belated 40th to Big Petey over there, uh, and other things, such as Cats and Ron Kittle. It's a great time. It's, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's that, gr- that's, the, that's the best <laughs> review I can give. There you go. It's Greetings from Allentown. And also check out, if you like your retro wrestling with a side of gravy, Check out Booking the Territory with Mike Mills and his crew. They do two shows. One of them is about Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Lots of smoke. Lots of mountains. Um, I, it, they're not smoky, apparently. No, they're not. They're not. The, yeah. the fire's out. Yeah. And they also do a show about the NWA, the Crockett era, 1988 right now. It's a Southern Fried Unprofessional Wrestling romp there. It's real classy. It is Booking the Territory. So again, our three friends of the show, the wrestling podcast about nothing, greetings from Allentown, and booking the territory. And don't forget to get your submissions in for the Royal Rankings for next season and also your questions for our opening segment. You can do that on our Facebook group. But Quinn, this review here. Joe, what is this? We were requested to do this by one Richard Land. Yep. Chop- uh, you might know Richard Land from England. You ever heard of him? Yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> he, I, I've, I've hung out with him. Yeah, we might have gone to WrestleMania with him. Yeah. But he asked us to review this promotion called International Wrestling. And this is from March of 1982. So again, I asked, what the hell is this shit? Okay, so International Wrestling, Quinn, before we get into the actual show, from everything that we could find, <laughs> was 
founded by, or at least run by, Dominic DiNucci. Wonderful. During People, this period of time. Shit, yes, so he is. Obviously. And worked with Killer Kowalski's oh International Wrestling Federation in the New England area. Now, from watching this, I get the impression, was this invented just for some cable thing? Like, <laughs> I don't know yet. Because it seems like it. Basically, what happened here is you're going to see a bunch of ex-WWF guys, a handful anyway, of ex-WWF guys, and apparently there were more. And this was kind of an outlaw promotion that ran this show that we're watching in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that, but not the, like, correct Allentown yeah. name or whatever. <laughs> yeah, not where WWF was running Allentown. Well, they, they have exclusive rights or something. Yeah. I don't know. So I had never, ever heard of this before. Me either. Information on it is very scarce that I could find anyway. Perhaps if you have a subscription to Meltzer and if he was covering this as early as 82, maybe you would have more info. To me, it sounds like Service Electric really... <laughs> Like was pushing founded this a, shit. That founded that, a wrestling company. It began and end with service electric cable. Yeah, more on them coming. So, yeah. but that's what this is. It's international wrestling. No specific date. It's just March of '82. That's all we know. And Quinn, we open with a nice farty bass intro over a very grim looking circular logo. Very seventies. Very 70s. Like yeah. there's a hideous CGI of North and South America. Now, I thought this was an international championship wrestling. Like, is it intercontinental championship <laughs> wrestling? Like, did I get the wrong tape? Like, it was so confusing. Yeah, that's all they. they don't spin the globe or anything. No, they and show just the only show North and South. I and mean, I didn't see anybody from South America on this show. No, I didn't either. Didn't say that. I, I didn't see anyone from Canada either. How is this international? It's not. It's just very. It's national it's wrestling. Very national championship wrestling. So we're joined by our host, folks, Sam Meneker and Mike Mitman. Girls, I'm Sam Meneker. I'm here with my good friend and colleague Mike Mitman. And Mike, you told me when I joined with International Wrestling. That we'll have the most exciting wrestlers in the world. In front of the ring, like some old boxing intro, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God. Who are these people? <laughs> okay, well, Sam Meneker, to me, looked like he was an announcer in the 60s, and I looked it up. Is he the guy that looks like Danny DeVito? The, <laughs> yes, the mafia yes, man? yes. Okay. And uh, apparently he was a wrestling announcer in the 60s and 70s. Now let's join our commentator, Sam Meneker. And Mike Mittman looks like he has two kids and a doggy and a wife named Pam. You know, that type of look. He's like a young man that got hit by an old age stick. Like, it's like weird. Yeah. He looks young, but it, if you look at his face closely, it's all wrinkly. And that mustache, too, yeah. is not doing him any favors. One other thing quick here about Mike Mittman, Quinn. He was actually uh, the timekeeper for a lot of WWF stuff. Um, Apparently, of course, because why would anybody be from anything <laughs> original here? I think he might have been on the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission. Oh. And that, like, an actual oh. time. So keeper, like you Allentown, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. He's not very good, though. Uh, Mike, this, what the it, fuck is this company? Team. So he promises, Mike Mittman does, the finest wrestlers throughout the world. That's right. We're going to get the veterans, the up-and-coming contenders. We're going to get the very best. Now, Sam uh, Meneker here sounds like Barney Martin after three whiskey sours, by the way. I'm so glad to be part of it. Fans, we have some great matches, and we'll bring you the first one immediately following these messages. So we go immediately to break, and we get an embarrassing service electric cable TV jingle. Yeah, that jingle. (laughs) You're going to hear a lot of that. Yeah. You can get home box office, Quinn, Prism, a remote control, 18 additional channels, ESPN, CBN, USA, Nickelodeon, MTV, WTDS, WGN, and of course, the PTL channel. I don't know what that is. (laughs) 
Is that the one where they they stole all the money or whatever? <laughs> the like, PTL channel? I don't know. No, what the, is that? Isn't that the the religious thing that they took all the money? I thought that was CBN. Oh, I don't okay. remember. I forget. Anyway, it's actually impressive that this cable channel, like that, they have this many channels, like that for eighty well, two. Yeah, I I will admit that. Yeah, like, Nickelodeon I, and I was ESPN. Impressed with Service Electric's lineup, considering they're called Service Electric. <laughs> yeah. They're like clearly like an electric company that just decided. To, yeah. like, well, we have you know <laughs> the all equipment. These, we have all these lines. We all we got to do is just hook this coaxial like, yeah. onto our lines. And yeah, right. We, we got a network. You know. Here's another commercial for you. Does your home take advantage of the sun's free heat? Does your home take advantage of the sun's free heat? What the fuck is this? I'll admit that that's a brilliant opening line. I didn't expect that one. Well, anyway, if you put solar panels in your house, you can make fresh salads all day long, among other things. So watch Home Dynamics. Excuse me? Watch Home Dynamics Tuesdays at 7 or Thursdays at 7.30. Come again. I thought this show, like, I thought this was a commercial for, like, solar panels, but it's a show? Yeah, I thought it was a solar panel advertisement. Uh, what? <laughs> it's actually for a television show that shows you how to, like, this old house, maybe? Uh, I just, I don't know. Not good. I don't know. I, I, what is going on here? <laughs> now a bunch of men guy around with their bald friend, Vern Gagne, who's going back to community college. Yeah, middle-aged fishing men all <sighs> making fun of college until the bald guy brags about it. Community college, we can help. What a catchphrase. <laughs> like that, what we can help. We can help. We're back with a dumpy high hard cam view here as Mike throws to our ring announcer, Frank Talent, who sounds like he's running an auction. Here, wrestling fans, here's your opening bout. 268 pounds. Why is this real? He sounds like the Raceway Park guy, like a combined with an auctioneer. Yeah. yeah. Here, wrestling fans, here's your opening bout. And Frank Talent, by the way, Quinn, was one of the Philly Spectrum announcers occasionally, Did and he, he was bad. Did he have any talent? No. At 268 pounds, it's Ron the Bandit Shaw. Hi, Shaw. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> His opponent is Manuel Soto. By the way, it's so freaking dark here, I can barely see the crowd, and the ring is, like, so blue. It's very blue it's ring. so blue. Uh, the referee has a big gut and gray, swishy slacks. He's, like, 83 years old, like, <laughs> and he's the ref. Like, I think there's only two refs. But. I think so, yep. Uh, so, Shaw stares down. So, now, Ron Shaw actually wrestled in WWF a lot. I don't know who Manuel Soto is. Uh, but anyway, Shaw stares him down to start as both men still have their windbreakers on, and this crowd is freaking loud. It's kids, yeah, too. just, like, kids, like, run and yell on the apron. Yeah. Like, did did you notice that? Yeah. Like, that was the first time I saw the crowd was the children, like, clamoring on the apron. They seem into it, though. I'll yeah. give them that. They're well, into this stuff. Okay, this comes off like it was, like, an independent show where they just taped a bunch of fucking matches at it. Yeah, and like, it's at a hotel ballroom. Right, exactly. Independent show. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Circle to start and Shaw immediately bails to the ropes. Crisscross and Soto fakes a punch, leading Shaw to head for the ropes again. Sam Maneker sounds like he's never done this before, even though he has. He just sounds like he doesn't know how to announce wrestling. Both men being very cautious, looking at each other. Oh, they're hitting those ropes. They're flying against those ropes. Stall, stall, stall. Lock up and Shaw misses a punch. Soto fires away and Shaw bails again. Cool. Maneker says Soto is really good. <laughs> no, he's not. More stalling by Shaw as Maneker says he likes being around Manuel because he can speak Spanish to him as Shaw dicks around with a toehold forever. Like, what are we watching? I don't what, know. What have we come to, Joe? I realize, though, Quinn, as this match is going, that Maneker has literally called no wrestling moves <laughs> yet, and he's the lead guy. These announcers are totally useless, they basically. Are. Like, let's just Well, it's it all like, there. this hold, that hold, he brought him over the top, you know, like, they no... They say hold names, so a lot of times they get them wrong, but <laughs> they, 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 they say them. Uh, Soto finally fights out with a wrist lock, but Shaw punches him down, followed by a few kicks, off of which he gets a dubious two count. By the way, who's even the jobber here? 
I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know. Like, who am I supposed to expect to win? I like, was thinking Shaw would win. Truthfully, me too. But I wasn't sure. Yeah, he seems yeah, like yeah. he's more of the star. He's got a nickname, Ron I, the Bandit Shaw. He does say the Bandit on Bandit. It. Wet it doesn't say it on his tights. At all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Is he a wet bandit or a sticky bandit? I, I don't know. Shaw tosses soda through the ropes and he hangs himself as Meneker pretends that he's Gorilla Monsoon by bringing up the uh, blood flow, the arteries, all that. <laughs> Soto finally breaks out and lays out on the apron, but Shaw kicks him away. Sunset flip out of the ring by Soto gets two, which is called a rolling reverse cradle by Meneker. Which, yeah, um, you know, remember that later because they do get confused about. I think that's actually the name of the move, though. Rolling oh. reverse cradle is what a sunset flip is technically called. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the real name of it. Yeah. Interesting. Shaw gets two off a body slam because it's 1982. <laughs> One of the announcers explains that wrestlers have quick recuperative abilities or powers due to conditioning. And you know what? I like that explanation. Yeah. <laughs> why don't they say that more? No, it's actually honestly to explain like why they can get up after shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And not be why? dead after a punch. That was an actual like good. explanation. fair. And it, it feels like it comes from a guy from the 60s. Like, Absolutely. It makes sense. <laughs> yep, exactly. Soto with a big series of rights to come back, followed by a Beal toss and a drop kick or two, which sends Shaw outside. Soto slams him into the announcer's table. Honestly, this isn't that bad. Also, we see a shot of the monitor for the commentators, and it's like fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, it's a big CRT it's monitor. Gigantic. It's like 24 inches or it something. It might as well just be a fucking TV <laughs> yeah. in somebody's living room. The crowd can see it on TV, like right behind them, probably, they just you know? Yeah. the show there. It's bizarre that they even have a local feed. No <laughs> yeah, offense. <laughs> <laughs> Soda brings Shaw back in over the ropes and stomps away. Irish whip and he goes for an abdominal stretch, but the bell rings for the time limit. Well, that's a great non-finish, but honestly, Quinn, this was no better or worse than a random WWF 82 match. Yeah, pretty okay match, right? surprisingly. Okay. I had no issue with it, honestly. So Frank Talon excitedly yells that our referee, Lou Super, has called this match a draw. <laughs> Lou Super? That's the best ref name, incidentally. Lou Albano would be a pretty super Lou himself one that day, if you know true. what I'm saying. Hey, paisanos! Maneker says now it's time to pause for this important, informative interlude. <laughs> it means commercial. <laughs> what a fucking, like, stupid thing to call commercial. <laughs> important, infor- triple I. He really wants you to, like, care. Yeah, and here's what's so important. A boat is on the water, and it's a commercial for Genesee Cream Ale. That's right. Look at this commercial right here. Some rich asshole is like, we live on a boat, and our friends think we're crazy, but when they show up on the weekends, you know what they want to drink? The shitty beer. Great. Buy Genesee Cream Ale, and you can be a yuppie who lives on a boat. That's the dream, <laughs> <Yeah>. folks. <laughs> they thought we were crazy. Yeah. But when they show up, they want this Cream yeah. Ale. Yeah, they, they think we're crazy, but they show up every week anyway, so who's the crazy ones now? Uh-huh. <laughs> a woman with the high pants. It's like terrible. Horrible. Some lady with a fur coat and a swim cap for a haircut gets her transmissions <laughs> done by old crusty men in blue shirts. And you know what? That's the best way to get your transmissions done, really. It's key transmissions in Allentown. Neat. And I must note this, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. This is exactly like that other commercial we saw where the, the fancy lady yep. again. Yep. But this lady's even more fancy. Fur coat. Fur coat gloves. Dainty. Yeah, like, well, what is the, like, why is it a thing? It's like, here's this dainty woman. She doesn't know shit about cars, but you know what? These people treat her with class or whatever. I think it's a psychological marketing tactic. You know what I mean? For the housewives. Yeah, I guess. You can be yeah. safe here with these crusty men doing your trannies. <laughs> Next up is a fake wrestling commercial that's actually about hamburgers. It's the Garrison Restaurant versus Inflation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event. The Garrison versus Inflation. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Like- Giant steaks, Quinn. Shrimp scampi. Prices so low they can be considered a foul. This is Ugh. just 
strange. Very strange. More service electric cable TV. Your cable TV is good. Don't forget to keep paying us. Like, <laughs> it's basically what this all is. Yep. As new service areas scroll over a shot of what a rusty that, building. Yeah, what does that fucking matter to you, the like viewer? It's, like, it's yeah. already in your area. Yeah, Why how are you, are you watching it? Is it like if you're thinking of moving or something? It's like, oh, by the way, we got service electric here, so you can move there now. Yeah. Like they were holding off on moving because because they didn't know if they get their TV. Yeah, I, I don't know if service electric's going to be in the next town over. <laughs> Back to our auctioneer Frank Talon, who introduces Dominic Danucci and his opponent Ed Bonzo. Who? Yeah, he has a whistle or something. I don't know who it is, but he looks like Greg Valentine mixed with Johnny V. Maybe Greg Valiant. Yeah, I don't. Maybe seventies Buddy Rose. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't. I, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Dominic Danucci with a couple of arm drag takedowns as Mike Mitman extols his virtues. They're calling him the premier wrestler. He's clearly like fifty. Danucci. Yeah. He wasn't even good. No, I guess he, he was never, a good trainer. He but... was like a lower guy on WF. Yeah. He was a good trainer, though, right? I suppose. He trained Foley Mick, Mick. and yeah. Shane Douglas. That's right. Shane Douglas! Bonza with some chops on the ropes and nice choking here. The ref does nothing. Danucci fights back and fires away in the corner. Mittman says the fans are hanging off the rafters as Meneker claims there's tons of fans watching at home. There's probably like seven people watching sure at home. No rafters <laughs> in a hotel. All. Like, what, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I don't know. It's a ballroom. <laughs> yeah, it is. Back and forth non-action for a while here. The uh, rather young-sounding crowd is very into it, though. I'll give them that. Uh, knee to the thigh by Danucci, and then a step over toehold. Greg Valiant rakes the eyes and lands a corner whip, but misses a charge. Exciting armbar by Danucci as Meneker brags that Danucci wrestled in, like, Australia and Hong Kong. Who cares? I know, like, that's not impressive Ugh. or anything. Shoddy back body drop by Danucci gets what looked to be a three count, but the ref just stopped counting. I don't know what that <laughs> was. Uh, airplane spin by Dominic, and he actually pins him with it because reasons so what is the point of this show exactly old wrestlers doing moves for no reason for an hour is there like stories like what is this it doesn't seem to be any stories right yeah, it's just it's horrible it's literally old wrestlers doing moves the whole time for an hour <laughs> it was 59 minutes this stunk but at least the ring announcer was excited about it yeah also quinn i've just been informed that ed bonzo is damian kane from ecw in the mid 90s remember him no, no. <laughs> with lady alexandra who? You don't remember Damian Kane? Lady who is Lady Alexander? Don't worry about it. You'll have to look it up. I don't it's remember real, any though. of that. Sam Menneker is with Ron Shaw at ringside along with Hans Schroeder, and yeah. apparently they're a tag team. Yeah, Hans Schroeder works here, apparently. Yeah. I didn't see him for the rest of the show. Whatever. Right? <laughs> so Hans says they're going to be a winning team as long as he has Ron Shaw as his partner, and someone from the crowd clearly yells, You got shit! <laughs> as long as I got this many as my partner. You got shit! Shaw calls the uh, fans geeks and shit like that. He kind of fucks up saying whatever stuff yeah. he's saying, too. He just, like, stumbles all over himself. It's horrible. We have a winning combination. A winning ticket. One-way ticket, baby. Or should I say round, round trip ticket? I don't know. I'm, I'm too excited right now. But Han says they're going to win the title. What title? What even is this company? Yeah, talking about making money. What the fuck are they even talking about? <laughs> what what money? is this company? <laughs> How are like, they making money? Is there even belts? No, like, I don't think so. What are they? What is this? I don't know. Han's then yells in German as Shaw drinks a beer or maybe a Dr. Pepper or Mr. Pibb or whatever. Huh. Dr. Bold, whatever uh, it is. Uh. And Quinn Shaw calls this place a dump before leaving. Well, he isn't wrong. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Manneker's like, well, there's nothing we can say to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they've, they've, seriously, there's nothing. They don't have anything. When I come into a dump like this, I want respect. Well, 
ladies and gentlemen, with nothing we can say. He then brings in Rocky Jones. I don't know. Sam compliments his physique, but not his package. Uh, (laughs) Rocky's happy to be back here because this is his home. And Menneker says, that gets over well with the audience. And, you know, you're real good looking, Rocky. And then he shoes Rocky. Get out of here. Like, who are are these people? I've never heard of Rocky Jones until now. Uh, But just to brighten our day, Sam now brings in our next guest, Johnny V. Come on! Why? <laughs> no! Just no! <laughs> this show is bad already. There's nothing really going on, and then you just gotta get Johnny V to take a dump all Come on! And he has, like, his red jumpsuit on, and he Ugh. calls out Rocky Jones and Dominic DiNucci and some Indian, uh, American Indian wrestler whose name he can't remember. You know, the typical Johnny V garbage bragging about his track record. What's his track record other than being the other guy in fucking The Valiant? Like, seriously, what is it? The best part, Quinn, is that Sam says that all these guys he called out are better than him. (laughs) And then he rants his way off screen, which is called a tarad by Sam instead of a tirade. It's definitely a word. Yeah, tarad. More service electric cable again. Hey, remember service electric that you're already watching this on? Remember? Yeah, why are they... Like what? Do, do you know about it? You you know you pay them every month. That'd be like us saying over and over again, "Hey, you're listening to OVP." Hey, you're like, listening to OVP. This is OVP podcast. You're listening to it right now. This Our is what you're listening to. Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's a good show. Yep, um, we're available on iTunes. You're listening. It's available on iTunes. Stitcher. We know, we know you already have it, but it's Spreaker. available. Yeah. Player.fm. What the fuck? More sun salad panels or whatever. God, everything is going to repeat, isn't it? Uh, more ga- bald guy college, yes. Uh, yep, there. Yep. And it goes in, like, order for yeah. the rest. Of- Did you notice that? Yes, they have no like, other they commercials. They literally repeat it in the same order yep. over and, and over and, and over. over again. It's horrible. Back to Sotheby's auction here for our next match. It's a Bad Billy Burger. How is that real? Like, what is that name? Bad Billy Burger, his opponent from New Jersey. I thought he said PA was his home. Yeah. Rocky Jones. Uh, cool. So <laughs> the ref looks like that fat old WWF MSG ref. And you know what? It is. It's Billy oh, Caputo. That, that's really him. Belt buckle ref. Remember him? Yes. Uh, so Jones kicks him ass and flips some burger out of the ring to start. Yeah, Long Island Rocky Johnson over here. <laughs> he literally does Rocky Johnson stuff the whole match. And they act like he's the face of the company. They do. You're right. He's like, I, I want to help the kids. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever yeah, shit it you is. You know what I'm saying. Medicare continues to fall over Rocky's physique and said that he's heard people in the gymnasiums wish they were built like him. And the gymnasiums around the country. (laughs) What the fuck is that comment? Burger gets grilled on the outside by fans before finally come back in the ring and grabbing a side headlock, which is very well done. Rocky (laughs) escapes and lands a hip toss as Burger lands on his buns. Lock up and Burger gouges the eyes, which is called a side headlock by Maneker. Mm. I'm not even kidding. Burger with a few... Like what? What the fuck? What, What are these announcers? Do they know what they're looking at? Is this real? Are we watching a guy named Burger right now, folks? (laughs) Burger with a few kicks to the flame broiler there as the crowd chants, Rocky! Rocky! Quinn, I figured it out. The Rock was cooking burgers all along. Stop it! (laughs) Just... No! Just... No! Burger with a body slam for a one count. Uh, Corner whip, a burger misses a charge and falls to the outside. Rocky sends him... Back in over the ropes, lands an uppercut, Irish whip, and an elbow smash gets two as Burger gets his hand on the ropes. As Mike Mittman calls Rocky an all-American boy. This shit. Come on with that. So he's Bob Backlund and he's Rocky Johnson. 
basically. Is that what he is? That's a good mix, actually. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's also like a complete ripoff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why is this ripoff WF? Like, that's, that's exactly what it is. Like, it's very, like, specifically that, Yeah, they're too. ripping off WWF. More to come on that, too. Doofy Popeye uppercut by Rocky Jones, and then a nice insecurity. Back body drop and a power slam gets the win. I guess he was okay. Burger, though, just got eaten up here. <laughs> but this match was fine. Yeah, it was fine, honestly. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Uh, our ring announcer yells Rocky is the winner, and we go to break. You know, wealthy fuckwads on a boat drink that <laughs> shitty cream beer again, and literally every other commercial's a repeat, like it's we said. serious with the same five. Yes. Like, you know, we joke sometimes when we watch these that there's only five ads. This is literally, literally. five ads, and they repeat oh, in, in order. In the same order. It's, it's over real. Over and over. We're not making it They don't it even up. change the order. Do you think they would at least do that <laughs> just right. to make it seem, like, different? Yeah, right. Back to the ring for our next match. It's Dan Petty. And superstar Richard Byrne, their opponents are Greg Winston and Mike McGee. Okay, who the fuck is everyone in this match? <laughs> who are all of these people? I have no idea. I, they, this is insane. These names all sound made up. No one looks they good. They look made up. They, <laughs> Billy Caputo is the ref again as Burn and Winston start. That sounds like a law firm. Uh, Burn with a step over toehold, then he works the leg before tagging to Petty, who does the same. Medicare compares Burn to Killer Kowalski <laughs> body wise. That's not a compliment. No. Is it because he has the purple tights? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Horrible. Back and forth action. Uh, back and forth non-action for a while here. Who's even the face? Who's the heel? Know. Who's anybody? I have Who no is idea. everybody in this match? <laughs> I don't know, but Winston has that strappy thing in the back that you love. Oh, you know, wonderful. The Sal Balomo special. Yeah. See, they're ripping off WWF again. They rip off everything. Roll up by Petty breaks down at the ropes and he won't back down even after free falling in a fireman's carry by Winston. Winston grabs Petty in an armbar and then tags to McGee who keeps the armbar on. End this shit quickly, please. I have zero investment in this match. The crowd doesn't even know anyone either. Like, why is this on here? I don't know, but Petty says, don't do me like that. And becomes a refugee, making the hot tag or mild tag to burn, who lands a drop kick and goes back to working the leg. Sam Maneker Quinn, for the record, is not a good announcer. No. If anything at all, he is suited to, like, emceeing retirement dinners. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, only a maybe on that, huh? Maybe. Petty comes in and tells McGee, you're going to get it. So McGee tags out to Winston, who promptly body slams Petty. Petty stays in control and grabs a headlock on the mat. I literally have nothing to say. This match is so bland. You're right. Like, I, I, I have nothing. I, I agree. I can't even make a joke. There's nothing happening. No, there isn't really. No. Mike, Mike Mittman says the fans are enjoying this match, and honestly... It's literally the only time they've been quiet all night. Why is this even on the show? I don't know. Like, why was this here? What are they building towards? It's almost like they're like, we have such an all-star thing, right? That we need a quiet down match. (laughs) Like, on a fucking (laughs) television show. (laughs) Petty with a dropkick, and he tags a burn who misses a dropkick. Gets backdropped and lands a very crappy sunset flip for the pin. This is where uh, Sam Menneker and Mike Mittman discuss the terminology between rolling reverse cradle and sunset yes. flip and all that right. shit. They, they seem to, oh, that's a sunset flip. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, oh, I get it. Your winners are Richard Byrne and Dan Petty. Even the losers get lucky sometimes. Absolute dishwater match, Quinn. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It was like watching paint dry for me. Thank God that's over. Seriously. Same freaking repeat commercials again, and we come back for our feature match. This is it. The big main event, show. In the ring is Chief Warcloud. <laughs> I thought, okay. I thought, okay, we're going to get the Chief, right? He shows up here. He, maybe he's That's what I thought. Them. 
war cloud. He, he's like old as shit. Oh god! And he thought the chief is old. Oh my this goodness! Guy this guy, a like hundred. His opponent makes his way down to the ring. It is luscious Johnny Valiant. Ugh. He's wrestling. Ugh. He's in the feature match. Johnny V is the best they have. Yes, Ugh. Johnny so, V is the best they have. So Johnny Five over here rants at the ring announcer about War Cloud's attire, and he takes like ten years to get in the ring. His tights, though, hilariously say "superhero" on the back. Yeah, which also, fine. I, want, I want to note to my horror, he takes his shirt off. He does. Oh, yeah. squishy, squishy mania here. Yeah. Billy Caputo still the ref as we stall around in the ring for a while. I don't know who Warcloud is, but no, he's not good. Uh, he's no chief. Let me put it that way. He's the not chief. not even Jules. Yeah. He, he, wow. It's it's tough to say somebody's worse than Jules. Jules is better than Warcloud over That's here. That's unbelievable. I know. Sam Meneker says that Johnny V is the best of the Valiant Brothers. That, that's sure, just yeah. not even true. <laughs> I know. Boogie like, Woogie, Woogie all the way. Is the man. Yeah, I know. Idiots. <laughs> he also says that Warcloud did an Indian Tom Tom dance and. I'm not kidding. I don't know if that's derogatory or if that's a real thing. I can't tell like if that's It sounds derogatory. It sounds derogatory. Uh the lights suddenly get brighter, by the way, randomly out of nowhere, as Johnny V is still stalling. It stinks. There hasn't stinks. even been wrestling no. yet. Four minutes or so yeah. go by with no He's wrestling. Just dancing around like assholes. <sighs> Finally a lockup and Johnny V punches Warclaw out of the ring and stomps on him on the apron. Mike Mittman says that this is where Johnny V is at his best stomping and i think that says a lot (laughs) (laughs) lots of slow walking offense by johnny v you know the type where it's just like walk around punch that shit time stall before Warcloud finally punches his way back he's got hair like jack briscoe and the physique of 90s carlos cologne yeah or maybe perhaps jose lothario john john valiant gets tossed gingerly onto the ringside table as meniker says that this is one of the most exciting matches bullshit. ever. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Who is this guy? I hate it. I he, hate him just like... Okay, I get it that they're supposed to hype this shit. Even Vince and Gorilla wouldn't do that. Gorilla would be taking a dump all over <laughs> Like, Need to see some action here. Johnny yeah. V not looking lethargic out there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, V goes up the top from the outside, gets tossed off. And then the bell rings. This was a piece of dookie. What a waste of time. It literally was a waste of time because it, no it started with six minutes left in the show and they right. clearly were just trying to like get to the end. Awful. And they, did they even say there was a time limit? No. Did they say I don't think it was so. curfew or whatever? I don't know what they said, but the two non-finishes on this show. We cut to the announcers at ringside to wrap this awkward-ass shit up. They show a replay of a slam, which is called a body throw by Tanny DeVito. Like, why? A body throw. Like, it's uh, not even a hard move to know. Yeah, it's just a slam. <laughs> just body move. Body throw. Body throw. Who says that? I don't know, but Sam threatens that they'll be back next week. No, thank you. <laughs> so then we get credits over silence, which is really easy. <laughs> And that's a wrap. This is just weird shit. Like, really weird. I, Thanks a lot, Richard. It wasn't even entertaining. Like it was no. Just, but it, you know what? The worst part is, it wasn't like it wasn't bad enough to be entertaining right, either. Like I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of this. Well, I, I didn't have much to say because there was just it was hideous, but it was. Not in, like the the funny way. It was you boring, know? hideous. Yeah, it was just boring, hideous. It's not. Let's put it this way. Let's give our fans a little perspective. If you want a copy of this, let us know. We'll send you the tape. It is. I'm n- sure people are clamoring <laughs> for this, this fucking shit. Could you imagine if somebody like you could probably just put this on YouTube? Who the fuck would even notice? Like, That's true, right? Nobody, does anybody even own this? I don't know. Like, you know, Service Electric, maybe. Are they even? In, they're probably absorbed into some other cable yeah. company. Like somehow Comcast owns probably. this or some shit. Comcast bought everyone. Yeah, a lot of people in the eighties. Uh, 
is this the worst thing we've ever seen? No, right? Yeah. Definitely not. No, it just... We've seen a lot I worse than this. why it's a thing. Is it worse than the... Uh, is it better than the ECW pilot? Yes. <laughs> it's be- So it's better than stuff. Yeah. But it's so boring, and I don't know much about this promotion. I don't think there's much to know. That's like, the I thing. I really think that this literally was, like, service electric cable. They, they were like... <laughs> wanted well, programming? Well, here, they wanted programming, right? But they also knew that, like... It's going to be expensive if we try to get the Crockett's or Vince. Right. right? And we just want to throw some shit on to kill chan- time on like Super 2 or whatever this fucking <laughs> yeah, channel Super is. Super 2, isn't it? Yeah. And we just let, like, let's get some wrestling. Is there like maybe like locally near the office? They were like, is there like a promotion around here? They found right. Dominic DiNucci. Boom. Wrestling. You might be right. And folks, if you know anything about this promotion, Please, for real, let us know, because I am curious. But Quinn, I think that'll be uh, Cowabunga for today's episode here on Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks so much for being with us here for episode number 129. What we've got going on next week is the finale, the season finale. That'll be the final Royal Rankings. We will be reviewing something very interesting. And uh, after that, it's a new season, so be sure to follow us on Twitter if you haven't yet, at OVP Podcast. Email us, join the Facebook group. If you want to support the show, you can do that on patreon.com slash OVP podcast and don't forget to get your rankings in for next season and your questions but until next time i am joe Morata. that is michael quinn and we are out of here see ya if doing things different is your style genesee cream ale is your brew our friends thought we were crazy to live on a boat instead of a house. But where do they all show up on the weekend? Next time that you're thirsty, make Jenny Cream your brew. The taste is something different. It's smoother drinking, too. I like it. Cause there's nothing like it. It's different. Jenny Cream Hill. That's, That's not, not necessary. necessary.